My name is Kyle Hastings, and I will be sharing stories and talking with everyday people who will encourage, will inspire, and will motivate. Throughout my journey of life, I have been very lucky to meet many beautiful people with amazing stories of transformation and growth. Inspirate is here to bring out the best of you. Enjoy the show. Welcome to another Inspirate Podcast. My name is Kyle Hastings. Thank you so much for tuning in to your podcast player and seeing what Inspirate has to offer this week. This week, I have the honor of interviewing Mr. Dave Connell. Mr. Dave Connell, he is from the south suburbs of Chicago. He had a tremendous experience growing up in the Tilly Park area, went to Victor J. Andrew High School right here in Tilly Park, played football at Illinois State University, Continued to play on, uh, attempted for the professional level, and he became a teacher and a football coach here in the South Suburbs at the Rich Township uh, High School, and he has affected many lives. But one of the lives that he did affect were mine, was my life. I met Dave many, many years ago indirectly, and we've stayed, uh, we stayed in touch, you know, one way or another. We've our paths have crossed, and they've really crossed within the last couple of years. Dave's story encourages, it inspires, it motivates, it fits all three pillars of the Unsprayed podcast. Dave has lost almost 150 pounds, 175 pounds over the course of the last three years. And Dave is actually one of the reasons why I made my change. He was my motivator. He was one of the cornerstones of a big guy who did it. Not only did he do it, but he's kept it off successfully. Now, we all face our trials and tribulations of you know, falling off the wagon with food or exercise. And, you know, these are demons that we all face as big people. You know, Dave and I, we're, we're pretty similar in our stories. But Dave has uh, became a, a motivator to me through his persistency of, of staying on track. He's going to talk about where he trains with the Travis Garza group in Madison, Illinois, and Coach Jackie. He's going to talk about food. He's going to talk about life. We have a great conversation I hope you enjoy this. We have some laughs. You know, we get into some serious topics, but overall, this is a great, great interview. I was very honored to have Dave. Sit back, enjoy the Unsprayed podcast. This podcast would not be possible if it was not from the help of Vittori Foot and Ankle Specialist. Located in Homer Glen and New Lenox, Illinois, Vittori Foot and Ankle Specialist provide comprehensive podiatry services to people of all ages. Dr. Christopher Vittori, and Dr. Amit Thakrar are dedicated to helping patients treat a wide range of foot and ankle issues. With expertise in ankle sprains, which is funny, we have Coach Connell, who is a football coach, and ankle sprains happen all the time. Foot injuries happen all the time to football players, as well as some football coaches, as well as football officials. And Dr. Vittori would be the guy to see if you have your ankle injury. He's located in Homer Glen, Illinois, and in New Lenox, which makes it convenient for anywhere in the south and southwest suburbs. To learn more about the podiatry services at Vittori Foot and Ankle Specialist, use the online booking tool or call the office to book an appointment today by calling 708-273-7080. 
visiting them at VittoriFootClinic.com and liking and following their Instagram and Facebook pages. All right, we're recording. So do you like this or do you want to take off the headphones? I'm fine. All right. It sounds pretty cool though, doesn't it? It's like yeah, professional. It yeah. It we're does. in a professional studio right now with Nala sitting here. What did I tell you? I told her she's going to hop right up. She's good now. She give a big yawn. Well, welcome. Thank you so much. Now, here's the backstory on this. is Back this fall before football started, the plan was Dave was going to come in. I have Dave Connell sitting across from me in the basement professional studios we have here. Got a nice uh, folding table. What do they call those uh, TV dinner trays? Is that what that is? Yes, that's what it is. I think everyone of our age group or younger, a little bit, you know, I'm a little bit older than you, but I think every family had a set of these. Mm-hmm. But they were brown. Like, they were like the brown plastic-ish. You had the wood ones? Uh, we had these. Well, oh, look at you fancy pants. Yeah. We didn't have that. We had we had plastic. We we had both. I, I will say that. We did have to start off with plastic, I think, as... You moved up as in society? Got, like, got up in high school or somewhere, they got some brown ones like this, nice ones. <laughs> yeah, we moved up. This is this is the north side of Orland Hills. We moved from the south side up to here. It's like the Jeffersons. Moving on up. Yeah, that's, that's. <laughs> so Dave was supposed to come on uh, right before football season started, and... Uh, we're going to get into what, what Dave does, but football season started for both of us. That's pretty much a pause on life from July, end of July, beginning of August, all the way to about November. But Dave also has a, a busy family, and we tried to get this going. And one of the ideas that we had was we were going to walk around a store and pick out some of our treats, like our favorite snacks. And it just didn't work out. I mean, one thing led to another. We had different our schedules just didn't work out so here we are we here we are four months later five months later we're in the basement studios we got Nala on the couch here getting it in. yeah we're getting it done but Dave's story is is one that fits every pillar of inspiration it encourages and inspires and it motivates and your story and I don't know if I ever told you this you were like one of my biggest motivators of why I needed to change my act so three years ago, I'm going to have you tell the story, but three years ago, I think you decided to make your change. Maybe, yeah, maybe about three years ago. Yeah, it was right before three years ago. I mean, I actually, <clears throat> probably more like um, really five years ago is when I ha- was considering weight loss and everything, Be, um, but three years ago is when I got serious. So yeah. let, let's go from the very beginning, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, interject right when um, right when I would say my, when I ran into you again. So growing up, tell me about when you were a kid growing up, uh, were you a big guy then? And I, go ahead. I, I was always one of the taller kids of, in the class. I was always one of the, um, I was always athletic or involved in sports. I was, I, and I would at some time between, Fifth and eighth grade is when I got, I'll say, you know, the quote-unquote husky was what they called us. I wasn't fat, <laughs> but I just was big a bigger boned. kid. Yeah, big yeah. boned. And um, I was always one of the bigger kids in the class, taller kids in the class. And, you know, I um, <clears throat> played Little League football, the widgets with the Bulldogs, which I know you're involved in, and... uh then for some reason, I, at that time, the first time I played with the widgets, I was a little lazy. I didn't like all the running of football, so I didn't like want to go back. 
And then, like, a couple years pass. And, um, and I don't know. I'm probably getting uh, off topic here. No, but a no, no. Years, keep going. A couple years pass. And, um, like, a group of friends I hang out with, this is fifth fifth grade. We're like, wouldn't it be cool if we all play football and we're all on the same team? And right. So we all joined and talked to our parents and all the friends joined Bulldogs. And, and then I... I'm too heavy, so they're all on the same team except for me. I'm a, I get moved up because I'm too heavy, you know. For at that time, I was I think it was 100. You had to be um, under 100 pounds, and I was 107. And then uh, eighth grade, I was got bigger. And there's uh, fifth, sixth, and seventh grade, I played what they call the heavyweights. And then eighth grade, I was too big to play in the heavyweights. I actually dehydrated myself trying to lose weight to be on the heavyweight program, so I didn't play my eighth grade year at all. Were you always the big kid, though? I mean, were you from, like, the very beginning of your memories, were you always yes. the biggest in your class? I was always the biggest or one of the biggest. So it wasn't like you, you shot up um, you shot up during a different, uh, like, during puberty or... Right. Like you I were didn't always fu- just big. Well, yes, yes. And then I grew, actually, one year I did grow, like, two and a half to three inches. That was, But that was, um, I want to say junior senior year sometime maybe freshman year in college but i was always growing up always one of the taller heavier bigger guys not not obese not you know not overweight but just a big bone kid as you said you know i was always one of the big slower you know slower kid i had i had uh you know it wasn't fleet of foot (laughs) you had two left feet with bricks yeah so that happened all throughout grammar school. Now at home, now at home was it like the, I would say the old school, uh, like parents of immigrants mentality where you finished your plate, it was bulk feeding, you know, we're going to make food for the week, a lot of leftovers, heavy carb, really no no, uh, no concept of like meal nutrition's like we know now. Definitely not, but also my dad's background played into a lot of it. My dad came from a huge family. Huge, thirteen brothers and sisters. Dirt poor. His dad was an alcoholic. His dad would eat steak while the rest of the people in the family ate pretty much macaroni and cheese every day. And so, when you had a meal, you cleaned your plate at our house. You know, he yeah, same here. So, so that was that was kind of his thing. You know, um, growing up. You know, and 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 when and if you liked something, he he let you eat. You know, like mashed potatoes was my thing. You know, I loved mashed potatoes, and I would eat a plate full of mashed potatoes. And, and I was a meat and potatoes guy growing up. Right. No greens. I've, honestly, I've eaten more greens in my 40s probably. In the You know, I've tur- I just turned 50, so the last 10 years I've eaten more greens than my previous 40. Before Why? That. I didn't like it. Uh, there's a texture issue that I had that would make me, maybe it's in my head, but it, it was just a reflex that I would gag and, you know, just I try to swallow, but it just, <laughs> just didn't do it. Yeah, I, yeah, I couldn't do it. And then, you know, I could suffer through carrots. You know, some of the other stuff, but most of the green stuff, and uh, you know, anything crunchy. Like even now, I don't like salad. I like, I actually love spinach compared to salad. Like, I don't know why it's there's a. It seems like it'd be the same, but it's not for me texture wise. Interesting. You know, don't yeah. laugh. So when I was a kid, I didn't eat steak until like I was a sophomore in high school. That was my favorite food. And I didn't eat it. And you're gonna laugh because I thought there was crickets in it. And so you know, like when you chew steak and the juices escape yeah, from yeah, it, yeah, yeah, 
so when I was a kid, I thought they were crickets. Oh, my dad made me, I developed me and loved it. Because I used to, he, yeah. he get, he, I wouldn't even get mad at me with steak. with Because uh, I, I have five sisters and a brother. There's a total of seven of us all together, uh, seven siblings. And uh, when I was in high school and developing as a football player, he, like I remember he would buy 13 steaks. And we usually had steak once a week so for a Sunday dinner or something usually. And around the time I was a sophomore, junior, he was going to make steak for dinner, like starting to happen like on a regular basis, like over the, especially over the summer. He would go have steak and it'd be gone because I would have eaten it all because during the summer I'd go out at midnight, grill a steak, <laughs> you know. And he, he never yelled at me for it. He's right. like, he's a growing boy. He saw what was going on and, you know, I'd have like, you know, two or three steaks during the week. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Well, there there was no such thing as supplements back then. No. Nope, like the, nope. Now you were. I wasn't even thinking that though. Healthy. I was just like, I like steak. You just know? like you wanted to eat. You yeah. enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Wow. So now you got into high school. Okay, you were one of the bigger guys going throughout junior high, and you know you're eating really good at home. Big family, which I can only imagine the um, the food bill. You know, I mean, just we used to come, go through eighteen gallons of milk a week. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, I believe that. And so, how many brothers do you have? One. One. He's the oldest of of all of us, and I'm me and my twin sister are the youngest. The youngest. Wow. So there was no TV in the parents' bedroom. Nope. (laughs) No, we had one TV. Good. Growing up. Yeah. Same in our home. Six. We had a TV in the family room, and that was it. And then everybody. I mean, it's your typical size home like we have now, and it was. I wouldn't trade for anything in the world. There's nothing that drives me up a wall more, you know, than seeing uh, access like too much and you don't have the family component of it because there would be every kid in the living room. You'd be watching TV and you learn how to compromise. You learn to, you know, maybe the hierarchy, who the boss was of the TV changer. <laughs> who was that in your home? Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, oh God. Um, well, if my dad wanted to watch something, he watched it. And usually if it was, a, you know, I remember DePaul basketball being on and, and yeah. I, I became a fan of them because he watched them. Uh, Bulls. Uh, you know, and obviously I grew into the Bulls in the, the their heyday. Um, he would have Cubs and Sox games on, and and you know, so he would control that. But everyone else, uh, if if Mom wanted something on, but otherwise, you know, otherwise during the day it was whatever. You know, like whoever got the TV first. You know, like mm-hmm. whoever was watching something. That's awesome. So, did you were you like self conscious at all as a kid because you were so big? Or was it just like a dominance thing? I, and there's two ways of looking at it. You know, there it's some kids can embrace it and some feel awkward about it. I, uh, I, I, I've always had an issue with my self-esteem. Yeah. Uh, I, there was a time period that I was kind of made fun of. Um, just because you were bigger. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, probably, I'm going to be honest, I, you know, I, my memory's not there because obviously you probably suppress painful memories or whatever, but the stupid stuff, you know, but... I think I had uh, hygiene issues, like I didn't like to shower at a certain age, so, yeah. you know, uh, when I was, or, you know, so I think I might have had an odor, I don't know if I did, but my sisters tried to help me with that, and, but it was, uh, there was some some time here with that, so, uh, but then, then um, I'd say uh, junior year is when, it, that for me, that started to change, and, and I started to see my size as less a negative and more positive. 
So you played football, obviously, and we're going to get into that. But freshman year, you, you end up going to Andrew High School, Victor J. Andrew High School. It's in Tinley Park, Illinois. Big school. And at the time, uh, it was a lot of kids. I mean, it was probably one of the bigger high schools in the area because this whole area was developing with brand new families. It was 2,000 kids. Yeah, 2,000 kids. And so you went out for football. Mm-hmm. You excelled at that because your size, your freshman year. Uh, I was a uh, starting. Uh, I don't know if I remember if I started freshman year, I, but I was a D lineman and not. I don't remember being an offensive lineman freshman year, but then after that, uh, I and I might not have been a starter freshman year. Did you play a, basketball or did you wrestle? I. Um, I tried out for the baseball team. Like, I played all three sports, floor hockey. I played basketball, baseball, football, growing up all the way through up into high school. Um, and even through some floor hockey in there, too. Um, and then when I got to high school, I did the football. I did trial for baseball, and I actually had the, the coach. I'll never forget this because he, he said it to my face. He, he kind of said he had a, a bias against Heavy people, bigger people. Come on, know. he did. Do I know the guy? You yeah, don't have to say I, it. You know, I. Um, you don't have to say. You remember his name. the freshman baseball? Yeah, okay, coach, yeah. I do. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he told me that after you know, and I got I ended up getting cut. I and it didn't help too, like, um, because I was a good, I was a pretty good baseball player up to a point, and then I got heavier and, and my bat slowed down in seven. Like I, I went through this growth spurt that I became again huskier. Not again. I, I, like I awkward. Know. Just because yeah. you didn't grow into your, your coordination like didn't go yeah, to body. Something like that between 7th, 8th, and freshman year. And, and uh, so I was my – whatever. Anyways, I was working on being a catcher and on the tryouts for freshmen. I'm, you know, the bl- the ball blended in. We were having indoor tryouts, and it blended in with the uh, the bleachers. I ended up getting uh, hit in the nose. Didn't break my nose, but ended up hitting my nose. I fell, you know, fell on the blood was all over the gym floor. And and then I ended up meeting with the coach and later when, you know, and he, that's what he said he had – he kind of said, you know, you're a little big, you know, I like my catchers a little athletic or, you know, more athletic and, <laughs> you know, whatever. So, and then, uh, so I just did the football and, uh, my junior year is when I actually took on a second sport. And then my senior year, I was actually a three sport athlete where I took uh, boys volleyball. It's awesome. And it's almost like a, a, a perfect complimentary sport to football because the explosion and it, I don't know if you looked at it then, but I, now looking at it, I mean, it's a highly explosive sport and very powerful with hips and legs and. Yeah, yeah, that mo- that that especially if you're at the front of the net, yes, you know. But it was just something my sisters all played volleyball, and that year, my senior year, was the first year that they had boys volleyball as a sport in IHSA. Really? Yeah. So it was the cool thing to do, try, and then when you know, there's a lot of guys that went out. And uh, and I made the team just because I was more experienced because of, I used to play with my sisters as mm-hmm. you know for fun and they because all the three of them played. So now were you this height your junior year senior year? Um, I was probably six two, and then I grew like two and a half inches between my junior year and freshman year in college. Awesome, yeah. So you you were playing you were you were on a pretty good team. You were very talented. You you fit the you fit the numbers for a collegiate football size wise. I did. I, I was, I, in my opinion, I was an average. I was an average high school player. Looking back on it, made just I just had I was just big, right? I think I 
developed further and advanced, you know, like, if, I don't know how you want to do it, but uh, I think I became a hell of a college player. Now, did you, did you have that drive you wanted to play in college? You knew you weren't done. Yeah, I didn't know until, uh, I didn't know until Coach uh, O'Neill, our high school coach, handed me a stack of letters. And Coach O'Neill played that close to the chest. I mean, we, we both had him. And he was a very, he was very conservative on the recruiting part. It's almost like similar, I don't know if you hear stories like what Nick Saban does with pro days, with the pro envelopes. He holds them. So he doesn't give them out at the beginning of their senior years or their pro eligibility year just for the fact that he doesn't want people to be distracted from the season. And then he hands them out later. Uh, but Coach O'Neill was very, very conservative with his recruiting. And I'm going to assume it's because of distractions. He didn't want any egos. He didn't want anybody getting a, a big head or focused on tomorrow when you need to be worrying about today. You Speculating, that could be it. I have no yeah, idea. I have no I, idea I, I, Honestly, I haven't even thought about that. I just remember not thinking exactly like, hey, this is something I always want to do to, you know, getting a stack of letters and like – Oh, coach thinks I could do this. Maybe I can do this. Again, I've always had an issue up until sometime in college with my self esteem, you know. Yeah. So So you ended up going to college to play football. I did. And you yep, were... I, I had a we had like we had some success at, at Andrew. <clears throat> and my senior year was a little disappointment, but we you know but we uh junior put us on the map a little bit and it started and then you guys had a great you know, run after we're gone, you know. Um, but end up getting lucky, and then uh, Coach, you know, Coach wrote some letters to some coaches for me, and Illinois State offered. I had three offers to play a full scholarship. Montana State, uh, uh, Montana State University, they came the first day they could offer. They were so gracious, came to the house. I was so excited. I took my buddy, took me out to dinner to celebrate that was cool. And then uh, East Illinois offered, and I really liked them first. But I hadn't visited or I wanted to see what was going on with Illinois State. And so I was down on a college visit for Eastern Illinois, and they did, you know, they'd entertain you and all that. And then the next, you know, sometime they get you in the office and they offer you. And you, you know, and I, and they wanted me to say yes or no, you know, yes or no, right there. And I said, I, I just want to be fair. I haven't, you know, I'm talking to three yeah. other schools, and I just want to go see the campus and then make my decision. You are, I'm like, you guys are my favorite. You know, you've always been my favorite. I just want to be fair. You know, and they didn't like that. So, but they didn't tell me that. So when I visited Illinois State, University, after I visit my, I went down to Illinois State, and they offered. Okay, I called Eastern Illinois, said, hey, you know, I, I'm done with my trip, and, I, I, you know, I'd like to take your offer. And they're like, I'm sorry, we don't have the offer anymore. Well, they drew it back. Yeah, yeah, because, the, you know, they, we don't have any offers left, you know. They, you, so that was a little annoying. So but I, so I called it Illinois State immediately, and, they, and then they uh, had the offer. And I'm so, you know, it's... Nothing I regret. It's been it was a great great experience at Illinois State for me. Who was your old line coach there? The old line coach that is still there. Is it Etheridge? Yes. Get out of here. Yes. So Etheridge Harold was Mike's Etheridge. coach at West Point. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he was. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> that is such a small world. <laughs> I didn't realize. Yeah, I knew he went to West Point with the uh, one yeah, of the with guys. Barry. Yeah. 
but I didn't realize it was <laughs> with Mike. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Mike coached, uh, or he played Small his four room. years, and then he coached at prep. But I think I think Etheridge was gone already. I don't know if they if he left. Oh, before Mike, so he actually wasn't coached by. He was there. No, he was coached by Mike for okay. I think three of the four years, maybe. Okay. But yeah, how about a small world? Even in that world, Etheridge wasn't my original O line coach. It was Coach Wigton from Illinois State. Coach really, Wigton for my freshman year, and then it was Harold after that. And Harold's was Harold. Wigton, I didn't. You know, I didn't have any problem with Wigton, but Harold was awesome. Yeah, Etheridge is awesome. Yeah, he's been like he more or less is like the foundational block of offensive line at Illinois State. He's been there for thirty years. I mean, well, off and on. Yeah, for the, no, he only well, he was only gone for like I'd say that he's been there for twenty years, twenty, at least, you know, because he went away with Army and then he was at, um, he was at uh, somewhere in Texas. I can't remember Green Team right now. I can't remember North that. Texas, North Texas. Yeah, North Texas. He was at. Um, in Indiana, he was at Indiana State. Yeah, so that's awesome. What a small world. Yeah. So college happens, and you grow a couple inches by the time you're say end of your freshman year. Now you're up to what six four, six five. Yep, yep, six four at least. And you were playing regularly, playing. It um, took me my middle my probably sophomore year to junior year, you know. So and I was redshirt as freshman, so it would be my third, you know. In halfway into my third year, right, and then you were on your stride. You were you were going. Yes, yeah. Now you said that college is is where you matured. It, it's where you plateaued. And how many people have we known, you know, playing that they plateaued early? That's that was their highlights early, just because they stopped growing, or they they just stopped physically in high school. Maturing. Yeah, in high school. I don't. For, I don't want to name names. No, you don't have I, to. I know. Yeah. I, there's a couple guys that you could think of that were just huge in high school and they fizzled out. Yeah. Or yeah. And similar, like what you were saying is, I feel bad. Like when I run into some of my high school guys and they're talking about memories from high school, I maybe remember like situations. I don't have a lot of high school playing memories. Now maybe it could be because of the, the head traumas because we played in a different era of. Linemen. I don't think I. I'll be honest. I. I can. I don't think I've ever had. I've had one concussion. I think, and that was in college. Really? Yeah. Okay. And I can. And it was never officially diagnosed, but I know it's like I'm doing the old cartoon shake your head, like trying to get your eyes back in your head, kind of thing. Yeah. That's the only time I. I I've never. Maybe. Oh, you know what? Now that I think about it, <laughs> there <laughs> might remember. be one. There might be a sophomore year. I, t- I was on kickoff return, and I took. I got wallet, but I don't remember yeah. like having a headache or anything. But I just remember getting walloped on that yeah. play. So. Yeah, I all my memories are from college. Like I can remember like games. I have to agree with you. Quarters, and I feel bad because I was very lucky. You know, Andrew High School, where, where we played at, provided a tremendous, tremendous opportunity. There's so many great guys that I played with, but I just don't have the memories like that people are talking about. I just don't remember it. I, I there's I I remember images. I remember like images of us against Bolingbrook, uh, but not like specific plays. And I remember names of people we played against too. A little bit. Um, I remember the like junior, the special, obviously the season, the first time making the playoffs, and the and some of the memories that come with that. Um, but I don't remember the games really. You know, I remember a couple times like play, you know I played against Oliver Gibson my senior year, and it uh, Romeoville, yeah, Romeoville. Yeah, and I, it's you a know, big I remember. Point. You know that we needed to get. You know, we were having. We needed a win to get like you know a winning record or in the yeah. playoffs or whatever, and you know they were beating us pretty good, and it was just. 
No, for people who don't, Oliver Gibson was a 10-year pro, 12-year pro, played at Notre Dame. Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, went, went to the Steelers. He was actually a, a nose tackle. They moved him to linebacker in the NFL. Vice versa. Or line, linebacker to nose yes. tackle. I played under Lou Holtz. Uh, I I've, I met him several times. Actually, I've had we almost had a business dealing together. And, and this guy, I mean, you want to talk about a refrigerator. It just, I mean, he, he is a a legit mid-90s NFL lineman. Gigantic. I mean, just a, an oak tree. I, I couldn't even imagine when he was like in high school. Well, he, they ran a 6-1, and he was the middle linebacker. Ran a 6-1? He was the middle linebacker. They ran a 6-1 defense. Oh, I thought you ran a 6-1-4. No, they ran <laughs> like, a 6-1. No, they ran, they just, all they did is cover up to everyone in the offensive line and let him run and make the play. Wow. That's really what they did. That's Notre Dame. That's what you need to do to go to Notre Dame, I guess. Wow, well, good for him. And good for you that you got to go against him yeah, for a little bit. Crazy, yeah. So you're at Illinois State. You had a great time. Okay. Uh, what was nutrition? What was that like, the training? Uh, all your prep work to get to a certain level? Uh, you know what? They didn't talk about nutrition then. Uh, they did feed us well, but they didn't talk about nutrition. They didn't say, like, you should be drinking this or eating this. Not like so, today? No. No, we we had training tables, you know, we had to, as far as play, you know, go in the cafeteria and eat and we had obviously away games, home games, they had special meals for us whatever, but they never said this is what you got to have, you got to do this, got to do this. You know, as and far was, as I know, unless there's a guy there trying to get to cut weight and I, I you know, I never heard about that though. So And that was also the era of big Lyman, like the gluttony of eat, you got to put on size. That was starting mass. yeah, you had the huge yeah, in the 80s, you had the big old Dallas Cowboys. Uh, yeah. The Nate Newman size. Yep, yep. And so now you're at a high level of sports. You're probably burning 4,000 calories a day with training, football. You got your school. uh, And then you're eating everything under the sun just to get Mm -hmm. bigger and stronger. Then that ends. Yes. Uh, You know, well, obviously I had had opportunity. uh, You know, I went up to Canada still after college. Okay. All right, so let's talk about that, that transition. Okay. So you went from Illinois State, you killed it, and then yeah. I had the record for most consecutive starts for an offensive lineman until until this freshman that was there when I was a, he was freshman when I was there, he ended up breaking it. But really, yeah. Well, congratulations! Thank so you got the second, second second place record yeah, or whatever. I don't know now. Yeah, now they got some big boys now. Whew. Yo, they're insane. It's it's a whole different. Yes. A whole different world. The lime. It, it, all I these. I wouldn't. I wouldn't get a scholarship nowadays. I think yeah. as big as they are at Illinois State that I've seen yeah. now. So. Oh, I mean that's that's tough football. I mean that that, that the old Gateway Conference. Now it's the um, Ohio Valley, uh, or is it Missouri Valley? No, it's, it's um. Uh, it's not Missouri, called Missouri. It is it either is the Gateway still or it's Missouri Valley Conference. Well, they call it the Valley in officiating okay. in worlds for but, basketball. It's Missouri Valley though. But they play. I mean, North Dakota State, South Dakota, South they Dakota State. They got some great teams in there. They got all Youngstown State. Youngstown, yeah. I mean, it's a loaded conference. Yes. There's tough football in there, and those are conferences that that they go against uh, Power Five conferences and they win. Yep. And they're not conference games, so it's, I mean, it's huge. It is huge. It started, you know, and it started where they Eastern Illinois went back to their conference, which was the Ohio, the Ohio Valley. Yeah. Eastern left our Gateway Conference to go back to that because that's where they originally was, and then some somewhere along the line they invited North Dakota and South Dakota came in, and it was it's just a great addition. It's really it's such a competitive conference. It's awesome. So when did you find out that you had the opportunity to possibly play at the next level in, in the professional? How did uh, that go down? 
I wasn't um, thinking, again, it's kind of like high, I wasn't thinking about the pros. I didn't think I had a legit chance. And then Coach Etheridge, uh, we are driving somewhere, and he just said, you know, you should try. Because I coached, he mentioned some guy, I can't remember the guy's name. He's like, I coached this guy, and he's in the NFL, and I think you're as good or better than he is. And uh, So did they reach out to teams? Because obviously you weren't at draft level because you were coming from a small yeah, college. Yeah, no, he, d- he didn't. No, they didn't do any of that. I uh, I just heard, I, I had connections. That's all I could say. I, my connection really was, uh, well, you know, the NFL did come to to do some things, you know, um, you know, combine workouts yeah. at our school. You know. They sent out the regional scouts. Yes, they measure you. Yeah. And, and then um, once he did that, we actually got lucky with, with a coach that had joined our staff for one week. He came on our staff as the offense coordinator, but then got a huge offer from the Canadian Football League and went back up to the Canadian Football League. And uh, we, you, me and a couple of teammates of mine used that connection to get us invited to uh, when they were doing the um, – they're trying to expand the Canadian Football League in the United States. There's like three or four teams that were joining the Canadian Football League, or at least attempting to, and they had tryouts down in Memphis. So we drove, four of us got in a car, and we drove down. And um, I tried, I ended up pulling my groin in the tryout, <clears throat> fought through it, and I don't know if that impressed them or whatever, but... They offered me the the Ottawa Rough Riders end up who were there end up offering me a contract and I ended signing and I went up to it was it was a you know come up to uh, the camp and I got invited to camp and uh, it's, it's ended up signing a three year contract but got hurt and then end, end up gotten cut you know it was a great it was an amazing experience I was the only American lineman up there. Um, don't they have rules on how many Americans they can have on yes. the team versus Canadians? Yes, they can. At, yes, they have a certain number of. Oh, you can only have a certain number of Americans on the team because they want to keep it Canadian football, um, and that's what was so rare. Is like I was, you know, there I was up there as an American lineman, and you know, once I got hurt and couldn't practice, I became. I think I became a liability. You know, as far as time is money. You know, right? You're a commodity. Yep. So I got hurt, and my back had I had huge back spasms that started because I I was actually getting bigger. I was like at that point, like I played in college at two ninety five my junior and senior year, and I was getting to be three fifteen, maybe three twenty up there. Pretty top heavy year throughout. Were you holding your strength? I, I think I was. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I was. Yeah, I was doing strong good. as yeah, strong as I was squatting eight hundred and wow, benching four hundred. So that that came to a close, and then was was that at that point where you realized you know football, it's coming to an end. Yeah, um, I did. Yeah, because it was I, I had some things that were in the works. Uh, I got flown down to Florida for an arena ball tryout, which at the time, an arena ball you played offense and defensive line if you played on that team, and I. And, when I went to the trial for that one, they said, we really like your offense, you know, as an O-lineman. We just don't think you're quick enough to play defense alignment. So that's why that didn't get signed there. What years was that? Uh, 90, I want to say 95, 96. So that's maybe. that's when I met you. That's when you came into, I would say, into my world where our, our lives started across cross paths. And that was right about 1995. 
And where were you at? I'm just trying to, you know. I was still in a diaper in 1995. <laughs> no, really? No. I was a sophomore in high school. There we go. Okay, that, I'm just making sure we're in the same time yes. what I'm thinking in my head. Yes. So I dated a girl in high school, real sweetheart, nice girl, and I was a complete goon. You know, your meathead. Um, I dated a girl, and her sister might have courted you back, I don't know, before this era or during this era. Or, but this was like 1995, and the girl, well, I'll just say her name, she's a nice girl, her name was Kathy. I was dating this girl, Kathy, in high school. She was like my first high school sweetheart, and I don't know if you were dating her sister then, or you were at the... I had dated her in the past. Okay. I dated her, and we were engaged at one point from, uh, we dated when, um, three years, we dated, and uh, like it was in the high school, high school right. into college relationship, okay. and uh, so... Probably 1991 is when the relationship ended. Okay. You know? So. So that's so that's <clears throat> how our lives started across. Because somehow, like, her sister kept bringing up, like, oh. football stories to and, me. And we would, we would, her and I kind of talked and. We'd stayed friends. You guys were. Yeah, yeah. Civil. Unlike yes. today's relationships where people fly off the handle and they yeah. want nuclear bombs at them and stuff. You, you were friendly. Yes. So, so that's where we started, like where I became aware of you, where I, where I I knew of you. We would cross paths at Gold's Gym. Yeah, back that's when Gold's was at Harlem Avenue on 159th in the basement, right next to I Want Chicken. Cross paths there, but then you were coming up to the wrestling room, and so I wrestled a guy named uh, Bobby uh, Bobby Barth. He's a coach at Andrew and a teacher at Andrew. And I was the the younger classman out of that group, but she would come up and get workouts in. I remember you would come up there, just this massive, you know, this massive being. Now I didn't grow until my freshman year of college. I didn't put on any size. I was my senior year. I was like five eleven, six foot, and but I would we were in the wrestling room and we just saw this giant guy. I remember Coach Leahy always saying, "Oh yeah, he was he's going to the league or he he's getting some like pro work done or pro." But you had like a tweak. I always remember like you had like a tweak in your knee or a back. Or... It was the back. It was the back. That's what yeah. put me out of the Canadian football. And, and you would come up and work out with us. And we were just tickled pink that like this this pro guy that played football here at Andrew would come up and like roll around. And you come up and just beat the hell out of us. Like I watch my language. But you would beat the, you would beat the hell out of us up there just because you were just fit. You had your dad strength. You were already grown man strength. And we were kids still. I mean, Bobby was pretty strong back then, but you know that difference between yeah. a, a 26 year old and a 16 year old strength. You might be 16 year old strong, but that doesn't compare to the 26 year old strong, or even like on the football field when you're the 18 year old and you got your 22 year old red shirt linebacker shoots the gap in ear holes. You want to cry and go home. I don't remember coming around rolling around with you guys. I, I obviously I didn't in wrestling because I did yeah. wrestling, but I don't. I remember coming up to the weight room after college. So you, you would know, have this time. our house shirt on. It was <laughs> with the sleeves cut up. I, I can't remember my kids' names, probably but I remember sleeves, this with the sleeves cut up, probably right. <laughs> yeah, you you had like this our house shirt on. You come up there and throw three fifteen on the bar, and everyone's staring at you like you're a novelty. Like he's like, is this guy real or where, where did this guy come from? And Mike O'Neill, Coach O'Neill, would be like, he's like, hey Dave, you know, just let you do his thing, and you know, you do your thing, and we'd all just stare and just gawk. I just did it for my ego. Just ego, come up there. <laughs> but yeah, but, so you would come up to the wrestling room. I, I do remember that okay. because you had like this, you would come up there with this Dallas Cowboy shirt on that always had like this hint of musty sweat and you would come up there and just beat us up. I don't remember that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I do. Sorry. <laughs> I I, I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I do remember coming to the weight room because yeah. I, I, I needed, you know, it was free. 
Yeah, you needed a train. It was free, yes. And I was still at that time probably still trying to hang on and try, you know, like I said, I had, um, you know, after Canada, you know, I kind of got better. I had to try out with the Bears. I, I had uh, um, flown down to Florida for that arena ball. So I was still trying to hang on and try some stuff. But I could see it starting to right to dwindle a little bit, you know. And uh, But I was still in the fit- fitness. And then somewhere, you know, somewhere along the line, I got into this thing where, um, was it probably 2000? So that was around 96, 97, like you're talking about, right? Yeah. So I played. I, I played actually. Ninety seven is when I actually started. When I stopped playing, I knew I was done playing, trying to play professionally. I actually started to play semi pro football. So I did seven years of semi pro football with the Illinois Payless Force. What were your thoughts on that? Because I, 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 I got a it. different opinion on that. First, um, I had teammates from Andrew, older kids that played, and they were bugging me. I'd we go out to the. You know, I'd go out socially bars and meet and see these guys, and they'd be like, "You got to come play football. You got to come play on the, this summer pro team we play on." And I'm like, you know, from what I had heard, it was garbage and it was you know people fighting and this and that. So I'm like, "There's no way I want to be involved in that." And then this person that we probably know, you probably know for sure, I should say. But he was dating my sister. What's the initials? J.G. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. He was dating my sister, but he was a coach. Yes. And he was a coach. Uh, he actually was a coach at Andrew at one mm-hmm. point. But at one point. After, I think it was after I was gone. Yeah, several and, years after and, you were um, gone. But he was dating one of my older sisters, and he came to me asking to play saying he was on the coach well actually I'm sorry he was going over to coach in Spain and he said hey if you come play on my semi pro team I'll take you to Spain with me when I go back and I was like that hooked, sounds he hooked great you. hooked you right there that sounds great you know, and and D- Joanne also, my sister, talked me into it as well. Like she was like, you know, I kind of bounced it. I said, "Who is this guy?" And you know, whatever. You know, she kind of vouched for him. And so, you know, I played with the the, the semi pro team, the Illinois Payless Force. They they, uh, you know, and and it just turned out to be quality football. Like I was, you guys had ex like the teams we were playing against had ex guys from Michigan. Really? Yeah. Big uh, yes. Big time. I mean, it was. See, big, I it was always re- saw it as like beer league. Like that's it's what like I, glorified sixteen-inch softball. That's what I thought. I'm not going to break my femur for some idiot that wants to. Now that that's what it might be. Now I'm just telling you, and whatever because but it's, back it's then watered it was down. Yeah, you you get you go up to uh, you'd go up to. Uh, oh man, is it Kenosha, Wisconsin? Uh, I think it's Kenosha, Wisconsin, and you'd have five thousand people at a game. 6,000 people at a semi-pro game. Wow. It was great. It was a great atmosphere up there. And that's it, a pretty good crowd. It was a great crowd. And they sold beer and all, you know, the crowd would get all, it was awesome. It was really impressive. And uh, that was, I'm not, not Kenosha County, Racine. It was Racine Raiders. Okay. The Racine Raiders is who it was. And they, um, But that was just a great time. Again, that brought back that camaraderie that I missed from college. The team, like, there's some guys I'm so close with, the good buddies of 
of the semi-pro team that we right. did seven years because we, you know, you did the game and then you went out and just hung out together and partied and right. did what, you know, whatever, you know, and that's, I end up meeting my wife through friends on the summer pro team. So, so um, now were you, when you got know, out we of had, school, we had Zach Buckus uh, Dick Buckus's nephew on the team. Really? Zach so Buckus. you had some star power, yeah. some yeah. heavy hitters. Yeah. Nice. Now when you were done with school, okay, you graduated, uh, did you go right into, did you go right into the workforce? Or what was your path? I mean, the, the pro stuff didn't work out. You're doing semi-pro. Um, did you go right in the workforce, or what was that path? I came back from Canada, and I knew, like, okay, so I started subbing, substitute teaching, and also working as security at nightclubs, bars. That's what I was doing for money. So I was making 100 bucks a day. If I chose to write, like, District 230 was great because you'd get, like, 100 bucks a day working, at, you know, subbing. Right. Back then. Um, so I'd work wherever I can to sub as a substitute teacher. And I was you know, looking for, I had my teaching degree. Or, and actually, no, I'm sorry. I came back from, I had to go back for a semester to finish my, because I had uh, left college a little early before I got my student teaching done. So I had to go do that first. And then that's before I went to, that's when I came back from Canada, went and stayed and lived with my college roommate, Billy for uh, a semester while I finished that, and then I got all my stuff. And then I came back and did the semi-pro and all that stuff, you know. Now, were you teaching when you were doing the semi-pro? Did you get a full-time teaching job when that Eventually, yeah, yeah. Eventually I did, yeah. And I was, I was, my day was just crazy with, because uh, I was still active. Like, I would do um, the teaching, you know. And I, I was teaching history, you know. It, initially it was just subbing, but then I got lucky and met someone who knew, whose husband worked at the high school level. I was subbing at a grade at, at a grade school. The wife of someone who worked at a high school, they were looking for a, someone to fill in for a woman who was leaving on maternity leave and she, she threw my name out there and they, they called me right away and that's how, and we're still working in the same district. That's awesome. So but that's what happened and I got the full-time job so I'd be going from 7:30 in the morning to 3 o'clock in the afternoon then obviously I was coaching football so I coach football after football I'd go to the gym to do my workouts and whatever and eat dinner when I got either I tr- most usually ate dinner after the workout but if I did eat dinner I would before I would wait an hour or two and then get a later workout sometimes I was in summer baseball leagues I was in basketball rec leagues coaching or playing playing so wow. after that stuff, I was doing so, you know, and then I was in the semi-pro league. This is all, you know. <laughs> on top of the full-time job, uh-huh. on top of bouncing. And and at one point, I was working bouncing, and I worked at a video store. Now, you were, I mean, that's a very fast-paced lifestyle. It was. And uh, you were very, and you were very, very active, though, too. What were you eating then? I mean, was everything fast, on-the-go type food? Um, At that point, it probably was. You know, or, if, you know, obviously I got home and mom, if mom, I was still living at, at that time, I was still living at home mm-hmm. uh, when I first started teaching. I was still living with mom and dad. And uh, so the, if mom had a meal, then I probably ate there. But otherwise, it was probably uh, some kind of either restaurant going out with my friends or fast food. But you were burning so many calories yep. on top of it where you, it was, you were equaling yourself out. So you had probably the worst fuel, <laughs> the worst fuel that you could possibly have in your body, but you were burning the equal amount of calories to that fuel so there was no um there was no 
I would say, game. I would agree with that, yes. I, I was just on the go and, and so – God, I was so active, yes. But then that all comes to a stop. That comes to a pause. You start losing some of the sports, some of the extras, and, and now well, I, we're just coaching and teaching. Yeah, some you know probably honestly when I got married, that's when that stopped. The comfort, the comfort weight, or the just activities because no, the uh, activities, the the the, the ba- baseball leagues that I played in, the rec league basketball leagues that I played in, um, semi pro definitely was done already before I stopped before I got married, um. The workouts were always there at one point, and then then I just started to give time to. I just I could see the weights. I don't know. Probably the eating started to catch up. I wasn't as active, so I was start. I was starting to. You could see the. You could see the weight starting to come. The on progression. Me. Yeah, a little bit. So you you met your wife in college? No, no. Okay. Um, met her through the semi pro. Um, football team that I played and you know we started started in 1997 playing in that and I met her probably that first year or night no I met her two years late in 99 and Zach Buckus who was a teammate of mine you know she denies it but he told me that she was asking about me and she says that Zach Buckus's sister was t- telling her that I was asking about her, and I was not because I saw the teammates of mine hit on her. She was very, very attractive, but I saw my teammates hit on her, and she just shot everybody down. She almost was like arrogant, like you know, right? Like, like I'm too good, something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. And I just like I didn't want any piece of that, right? But I, you know, I did find her attractive though. And uh, when when he told me she was asking about me, and then I was like, that piqued my interest. So then I. You pursued know, it yes and we we've been you know we're still married today when, when did you guys get married 2006 2006 awesome so you guys are going on well we got married 2009 we're gonna 16 some, years 16 years good i had to do some yeah, comic celebrated Sixteen. well happy years. anniversary thank you so 16 years we dated seven years and you got a beautiful daughter yes we do yep that's amazing it's a miracle baby. I don't need to get into it, but it's a miracle baby. That's awesome. So now, now you've got you know fatherly duties, husbandly oh, yeah. duties. Yep. You're teaching, you're coaching, but I'm going to assume that the caloric intake stayed the same of what you were it, doing before. It did, and maybe even actually, at one I'm going to say this at one point in uh, 2000, either I think it was 2000 or 2002, somewhere around there. I got very fit. Like I, I was really watching my like a there's a the the uh, keto diet, yeah, you know, all meat and yeah. I did that and I actually got down to the lightest I've ever been as an adult and that was two sixty nine. Wow, well, you got, probably shredded. I then. was shredded. I was shredded for me. Yeah, and uh, you know that was I don't know two that was two or two years or so. And then somewhere, then it, then it, you know, it's just so hard to keep up, you know, and and uh, just that's when it started from two thousand two. So two thousand two, somewhere's when the whites started to come on, and right. And I really remember noticing it, honestly. Uh, you know, ten years passed, right? 
And I, um, when I interviewed for the Andrew coaching job, you know. 2011 I, was that, right? Yes, that sounds right. I, I actually was, I might have been 375. Okay. And I like, hey, I got to get in better shape for this interview. So I, I dropped, I was doing CrossFit. And I dropped 25 pounds pretty fast, and uh, so I was down. I interviewed. I was got down to about 350. It might have been, and if I'm wrong, it might be okay. Maybe I was 350 and dropped down to 325. Right. It been, it's either 375 sure, down. You're you're heavier. But, but I definitely remember it was 25 pounds that I lost. Right? Okay. I mean, so, and then what? That then from that point on is when the more stress and life, some other life stresses were going on, and it was just. It triggering me and yeah. I was eating and eating and eating and uh um and I mean eating and I'll tell you what I I, I was coaching at Andrew and dealing with some stress there with some uh, with that job and I on my way home I'd stop at fast food McDonald's and I would get and this is what I would eat every day probably probably every day on my way home I would eat a double quarter pounder with cheese plain a large fry, large Coke, 10-piece nugget, two double cheeseburgers plain. If they had the McRib, I wouldn't get the two double cheeseburgers. I'd just get the McRib. I would eat that every day. And then I would go home and eat dinner because I didn't want my wife to know I ate. Did you eat anything during the day? Like yes. breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Mm-hmm. Or breakfast, lunch, snacks? Breakfast, um, there's a good chance I probably stopped and ate McDonald's breakfast. Wow! So you're you had to be McDonald's four like, to five thousand calories a day. I was eating either either I'd get the big breakfast with the um, no pancakes, the eggs and sausage, or I'd get two of the breakfast sandwiches for McDonald's. Probably have breakfast for lunch, double quarter pound of cheese. Probably, I'm just saying. Probably that's what I was having for lunch, or I'd have what they're having in the cafeteria, which is usually starchy, heavy foods. You know, whatever they're serving at the school. Because I used to like their cafeteria food, so I eat that. And then obviously, what I was, you know, and I, I'm talking about at my school. And then obviously, uh, what I was having in it and going to Andrew—that's really when the eating was elevated. But I was still eating like that before Andrew. But it, I was—I wasn't stopping and having two dinners before. So you were at that time. You once you got to the Andrew position. So we we crossed paths again when I was officiating football. And you were at Rich, no, when I was coaching at Olivet Nazarene because I had Rich Central as one of my schools to recruit. And oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. And that's, that's where we crossed paths again. That was 2004, 2005. Yep. Rich Central. Yeah. You're coaching at Rich Central. And I was looking at an offensive lineman, a center, and, and the, a wide receiver. And I forgot their name, but the center, he worked at a, a rib shack. And Markham, and then the wide receiver, his parents owned a couple of Harold's chickens. And he was a track star, really good track kid. And they, they were very, very talented athletes, and you were coaching there at the time. So that, that's where we crossed paths again was because I was trying to get these kids, trying to recruit these kids to play for me. They, they were really talented athletes. Then I started officiating football, and then we would cross paths. Okay, you know, yep. Here and there, yeah. Here was great seeing you on the field. Yeah, doing that stuff. And uh, I remember I went to your playoff game. You took Rich Central to like the first playoff game in uh, seven years or something. Yeah, like yeah. yeah we went Chile. to was that the Chile Catholic? It, it was at it was at Rich Central. It was at you guys had a home game 
and we went to it. Okay. And so my dad and I went that to was that. When we were, that was when John, Mac, uh, John McLaughlin, I think it was the head coach. And okay. We were in the double wing. Yeah, if, if it was a home game, because we only – because that was the last time we made the playoffs, like at that time probably. Two, that, was that around 2005, 2000? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then two, like three years later we made – yeah, three or four years later. We, it took three or four years after that. That was the last time we made the playoffs, though. Yeah, so we that's where we crossed paths again. And then uh, then you were named the head coach at Andrew. And that's when she's like, this is awesome. And we had we have this town fest. We had you here. It was like we try to make it like small town Texas, where like we brought it you out so on stage fun. and you know crowd cheered the new. And, next. and I'm and I'm all about that. I I want to be in the community. I wanted to be. That was exciting for me. Yeah, and I wanted to be at the little league practices and get my coaches into it. And you know, and I think I I, I think I did connect our co- the, the Andrew back with the feeder programs because it'd been like someone said seven or ten years since they'd seen it. Yeah. coach at those practices and that's a shame you know but i mean that's then and and mm-hmm. now now we're where we're at today so we would cross paths quite often yes and so then you were getting up to north of four 400 pounds okay right around we'll say 2018 i was four, by the time i was done coaching at andrew which would be 2014 i was 400 pounds 400 pounds and how long i might have been four, i might have been 450 i was probably 450 at that time yes and how how many years did you stay at 450? I mean that's that's some serious. Uh, so 2014-15 I coached at HF as a volunteer coach and uh so two years there and I was having issues with my feet at that time as big as you know plantar fasciitis because of the weight uh and um so probably 4 to 5 years. Four to five years, wow. I carried that weight. So that brought you to 2018, 2019. And that's when I started seeing um, you start posting workouts. Now, at the time, I'll admit, at that point in my life, and it's only five, six years ago, five years ago, 2018, I always got the biggest chuckle of watching people post their workouts because I'm like, hey, look at me. That's why I always call it my look at me posts. You mm-hmm. know, I, I need attention. And I, I'd see you, and then you would always have these really sweaty, just, I mean, you look like that you had like defib paddles just on you, and you had like <laughs> yeah. three nitro pills. It's right, I always take my pictures right after the work. Right after. But the, it was consistent. And I got my chuckles out of the ones that they would do these big, these big fitness posts for like a month. And then all of a sudden, you see him like at the buffet table in the next photo and just like a plate of food. But that wasn't the case for you. And it was like every week you would have these motivational quotes up there. You would have this gym logo I've never heard of. And it was always you like laying on the floor half dead with like a puddle of sweat. Or you sitting in the car with a puddle of sweat. It was always you. could you, see it in the hoodie. It you was, could it see be, it. It looked like you were drowning. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, literally looked like you just stepped right out of the lake. Mm-hmm. And... Then you started seeing your face thin out, little by little by little. And it's like, wow. So that was like 2018, 2019. What was your why? Well, first one, there's multiple like trigger trigger points um, for me. One was 
my friend, um, childhood friend, Mark Stevenson. Okay. He's an Andrew alumni. You, he's, you wouldn't know him, but he was two years older than me. We grew up from, you know, age six all the way up, you know. And, and the funny thing is we weren't the best of friends growing up. We like, because he, he was someone that, he, I was chubby, you know, and he picked on me. In a way, but right, was, you guys was, had two different groups. But he was in the same. No, he was in that group. But he was in that group where we hung out with you know. Okay. And then over time, we just either I don't know. It was just weird. We bonded over time, and you know, we were. He wasn't my best friend, but he was in that circle of friends. You know, the he became in that circle the four or five guys in your circle of friends that you have. But he was someone that was always been fit, not someone that works out all the time, but someone who just. Could always do pull-ups and all this stuff, and he he, uh, you know, at the time in 2014, he he was rack, playing racquetball all the time, you know, like regularly, th- multiple times a week, playing racquetball. He was playing in tournaments, and he suddenly died, passed away from a, you know, I think I uh, I don't know the medical term, but you know, something with his heart that a valve you know burst or something, you know, and it was. Sudden. Would you, was he a big man? No. Really in shape. I mean, obviously playing racquetball, that's a real, right. I mean, that's a tough he was, sport. He was 5'11", five, five, 5, 170 pounds, 160 pounds, you know, 190, maybe maybe up at, up to 190 pounds. He was defined, and he rode his bike because he rode his bike everywhere, and he played racquetball all the time, you know. He didn't work out like lift weights, but he was just naturally, and he had those good genes. You know? Right. So that's what, I mean, that's that's the first one that like, hey, he was young, you know, he was 40, 40, man. So 40, you know, he was, he was 45 at the time because I'm, I'm, I'm younger than him. So he was 45 at the time. And um, that's the first time I, I'm like, hey, and that's when at the same time, um, this this strength coach that I know that I connected through my my players football players that I coach, he was training some of them. We became really good friends over the years, and he just uh, called out of the blue and asked how I was, and I kind of broke down with him like, Mike, I need your help. I thought I um, his name's Mike Morales, and he he actually runs a gym in um, downtown Matson called High Performance Fitness. It's a classy great joint with him and his wife Gina and he and he they still train athletes every athlete I've seen that goes with them they transform but um he called me out of blue just to check and like it was just weird how it worked he called out of blue said you know what's going on and I kind of broke down on the phone with him and I said dude I thought I'm I've been a self-motivated person you know and I can't do it I thought I could do this and lose this weight and I can't and then he just, he was extremely generous. And he's like, you you promise me, you commit to me, then I'll train you. So you you were at rock bottom mentally, I mean, esteem-wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, you, you, you've got to put on this beautiful front for your child and dad's yep. happy. But deep down inside that you were, you were burning. You were, yep. you were, the fuel's almost out. And at that time, going into that, at that same time, the phone call, I, you know, trying to play with my daughter, this would be, she would be, um, she would be 
five or six years old at this time. So she's running around, you know, and, right. and I just could not keep up. And it was, and it was humiliating for me to think, you know, humiliating because I couldn't like, I'd, it ended up being fetch. Right. I'd play fetch with my daughter because we'd play basketball. I would do two moves and be exhausted and have to sit down and she would, sh- you know, bring the basketball over to me, let me shoot it. And then she'd run and go get it and bring it back to me. And, you know, that's one thing that annoyed me. And then also at, I took my daughter and her friend to a play that the school was performing and the chair collapsed on me in the middle of the performance. But that was my weight, but it, but it was all, I also had both the girls wanted to be, Jenna was sitting on my knee and the, and her friend said, well, wanted to be like her. And so you had 600 pounds though yes, on yes. the chair. Well, Jenna, you know. If you were 450. Uh, no, no the, well, yeah, but I was 450, but they, they yeah, may, okay, maybe six, yeah, maybe yeah. five, no, 500, 500 pounds. I had 500 pounds on the chair. Okay, so 500 pounds. Yeah, I'm just saying, there was 500 yeah. pounds on the chair, yeah, and, and it collapsed weight. in the middle of the musical performance, and that was pretty damn embarrassing. Wow. Um, so that, and then then Mike called, and that's when I broke down. and said, listen, I, I thought I could do this, and he, and so at 5 in the morning, I'm going over to this gym, and it's just cold as shit. Oh, I'm sorry, cold as hell in the, Yeah, it's all right. Cold as hell in the, in the gym uh, that he has, because it's a garage, it's a storage garage. Right. And he just started out with the bands. All I used were bands, and I lost 40 pounds. The bands are the hardest workouts. <laughs> they were. They were awesome. And you remember back in awesome. the day when, when you were a gym rat, like throwing serious weight around, yeah. you'd see people doing like bands or anything. You'd be like, what the hell is this person doing? I, I Yes, I would I would think. Like internal voice. You wouldn't physically, no, like no, verbally I, say I, it. Yeah, I wouldn't make face, but I, I maybe I would make a face, like, you know, raising the eyebrow yeah. a little bit. But, yeah, I, I probably would have thought, like, what is this? kind of workout is this you know you want to break a man bring out the bands it is uh, yeah I, I incorporate those now still yeah and then it, it was just i lost like 40 pounds without even just using the bands and you know and my body you know that was it and then he incorporated some sled pushing and things like that and it was just and i lost the 40 pounds but then he had to and i totally understand i love this guy like you know, just because he he was so generous, him and his wife were so generous to me. I mean, I cannot say, and you know, what they did for me. But they they had to, you know, they're there to make money, and they helped you, and and they, they knew that you needed help, and but they had to take that time away to give to the to other athletes to train, right. and and I understood that. But they were they're the ones recommended me. And I don't know if they knew anything about this program or just were trying to get me out, you know, push me out of the gym or whatever. But but they um, told me about this place called Travis Garza's Weight Loss Boot Camp. And there's multiple locations. The one I knew was in Matson, Illinois, um, which is luckily, you know, it's 10 to 15 minutes from my house. And I, you know, I went to the introduction meeting or whatever you want to call it and I was so rolling my eyes seeing this I'm thinking it's a money just a money pit money maker roll them in roll them out right get as many bodies in here as you can it is because what it is it's a mat it's a soft mat and you bring your own dumbbells okay and you and it's called hit training uh some people call it HHT. Some people call it HIT, high, high you know, high, high intensive training, high, inter- yeah. high interval training. So, so, but they were explaining it, and I, I'm asking about certifications, and they're like, "Well, everyone's certified in this training, you know, 
you know, you know, I, you're I, looking for like the and that and and a and yeah, I'm a looking for that SM. stuff. And I'm just for like, oh my god, I'm I'm so yeah. not gonna be doing this. I'm like, I'll go and try it, but I know I won't be repeating it. And you know, I'm just thinking that when I start, and it's all body weight stuff and using light. Like I started with five pound dumbbells, eight pound dumbbells, maybe ten. You know, at the most, I was going ten pound dumbbells. That's it. And I started. I started because I knew I had to lose the weight, so I had lost forty pounds. So I was about four fifteen, maybe. And then, and then I, you know, when Mike and Gina stopped training me, I probably put on a little bit of weight because I started. I knew I had to get in shape to start with working with the uh, Travis Garza. So I actually lost like 20, 20, 20 pounds before. So I got down to four hundred though. I know I was like I was three ninety eight when I actually started with them. What was that milestone like when you went from four hundred to three ninety eight? When you were hovering four fifty, four four and a quarter, four fifty. It what it what for me it wasn't a milestone. I'll be honest. I didn't say like, oh my god, I'm a, I'm finally under four hundred. I just I just was like, I just I'm not four hundred anymore. Yes, that's all. I'm just hey oh oh okay I lost weight. That's all I saw it as. Okay, as I, okay I lost weight. It wasn't a mark. It wasn't like oh I did twenty five thirty pounds or whatever. It was just like I lost weight. Good. I'm okay. I'm in the right direction. But that but that was just on my own because I knew I had to get shape for Travis Garza from what I saw from the workouts. Right. Otherwise, I was going to really be dying. And then. Because three nine eight is when I started with Travis Garza, right? And Travis Garza, then I go to the workouts, and they're just amazing. That's all I could say is just constant movement. Did Con- you adjust your meals too? I, I they they provided a uh, copyrighted meal plan, and you followed that. I did follow it strictly. The first there's a, it's a uh, I joined what they call a six week challenge. Okay. That's how I joined the program. It's Six week weight loss challenge. So you try to lose twenty pounds in six weeks. It was expensive. If you do the twenty pounds, you get your money back, and you roll or you or you can roll it. You can get your money back or roll it over into another uh, six another phase or whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, so if you're motivated, you can make this worth your while. Okay. So I did. I lost 30-something pounds in the first six weeks. Wow. And then you start right back up into another six weeks. I rolled it over. I actually rolled the first four challenges. I rolled, kept rolling it over. I mean, I, had, I lost 30, 30, 20, put the weight back on in my break, and lost 20 again, you know. Wow. So, so I was seeing all these posts come up, and like I said, you were thinning out. And I was just like, wow. I'm like, and I was showing Sarah, my wife, and I'm thinking, you know, Dave's a big guy. He's like an inch inch taller than I am. And he, he's a big lineman. I'm like, and he is trimming up. And it was just so motivating to see that. Now, like I said, right before, let's say like in 2018 and earlier, when I see people do that, like I said, they're, I always say, hey, they're called look at me. It's my attention. I need attention, so I'm going to post this thing. But you you stay consistent, and you stayed with it. So March of 2020 comes. March of 2020, and I was at my heaviest at that time, and I was about four and a quarter myself. And I ran into you at the Andrew Variety Show. Was this during quarantine, right? No, it's right before. Okay, okay. This was right before COVID happened. And so okay. I took Maggie, my daughter, and we went to the Andrew Variety Show, and we were talking, and, and um, you know, you know, just... I, I just couldn't believe how thin you were. I'm just like, man, you look great. Everybody's telling you, you know, there's, you know, some families, Dan, uh, Durkin, you know, they, they were just, everyone was just so impressed. 
And I was like, Dave, man, congratulations. I'm like, you're, you're doing it. You're like, oh, I'm not done yet. You know, I got more to go. And But you just looked great. Like, you could step back on the field. What were you weighing at that point? I think at that point I was 350. Really? Yeah. You were pretty lean. I mean, from when I saw you last, that's when you were coaching an Andrew. 100 po- yeah, 100, 100 pounds. pounds. Yeah. You know, it's a human. So that day, and I was just so blown, blown back like just blown away and how much you lost and how good you were looking. You were looking lean and, and happy. Like you just had a glow. You just, you were happy. And I was like four and a quarter. Then. I was so nervous that day going back to Andrew though. That was the first time back. Really? Pretty much back to Andrew, I think. Why? Yeah, because of the way things were. Yeah, the way things that happened to me. So. Yeah. And that's a different topic. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's another show. <laughs> <Don't know about laughs> that. that is, you're right. I'm just saying that. I yeah. just remember being so nervous because the, the, the variety show is amazing. Yeah. But it was it was great. I remember seeing you there and Durkin, and it was, yeah. that was great. Yeah. So the variety show at Andrew's like America's Got Talent, but for high school kids, and it's really cool. It's it's a variety show. It's singing, dancing. Uh, there, there's been some tremendous talent. Actually, a American Idol girl came out of the variety show. She's singing there named Gina Glockson. Oh. And so she's playing at Party in the Park. Cheap plug for Party in the Park. She, we, we booked her this year for Party in the Park. Party in the Park. It's fun. It's a good time. And so, you know, we had that. We had Broadway. You know, we, we've had, we, have, we have Broadway people and okay. Andrew. But, you. all right, so we're, we're there. And I, I asked for tickets. I knew somebody there. They got me some tickets. Those second row seats to the right. So you walk in, and it was, like, close to the wall. So Maggie and I walked down, and, she, I, and she, Maggie's this, I mean, just string bean, little petite girl. And I sit down on the bench, on the chair at this auditorium, and it's your folding auditorium seats. And I sat down, Dave, and I broke the chair. And I broke it, and it literally just like, the it unhinged, it hinged snapped, and it fell down. And thankfully, I mean, even though I was, I'm, I'm heavier, I'm, I'm still strong enough where I can like catch myself, where I can hold myself, but I don't. And I caught him like, oh, my God, I just broke the chair. And I just felt the hopeless stomach pit. I'm like, this is so embarrassing. Now I have to go either I'm going to have to do a chair squat for two hours of a show and play like oh God. A, a chair squat for two hours of the show and play like this bench isn't broke. <laughs> like you're hovering over a toilet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm sweating because I'm super fat as it is. And I'm second row and probably going to be breathing heavy. And I'm trying to like be like, like professional about it too. But I'm also just like, just, just horrifically embarrassed that I broke the chair. And finally, I'm just like Maggie, we gotta go. This chair's broke. And she's like, oh, okay. I mean, she's just sweet and innocent. So we go up, and I remember I told whoever the lady was that was running it with the tickets. I'm like, yeah, the, the seat she gave me one of them was broken. And she just was the sweetest, and she played so polite. All right, we'll just get you another seat. So that's why I sat up by you, and because okay. I broke the chair, and and that was that was like my breaking point. That's for weird. Me. How I mean, it's amazing how I wanted to cry, Dave. It was it was so embarrassing, and and You're their fate. You yeah, I mean? I'm just saying. It, so, and I remember in high school there there was a, a guy that we knew. His dad broke a chair, and he sat on it. It was a folding chair, and his dad broke it, and he became the joke. And I was mortified that I'd become the joke. I did not want to become the joke. I always saw myself as big, but I never knew how big I got. 
And I didn't have good self-esteem either. I'd always play it off, like always playing the fat guy jokes or, mm-hmm. you know, playing the, like the Chris Use your Farley. humor to break yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, so, self-deprivating humor, yep. you know, to, to loosen up the mood. But I was, I was embarrassed. I was ashamed. I'm like, I got to fix this. I got to do something. So that happened. Kyle had a wrestling tournament that weekend, and this was all within a week. So I saw a bunch of Andrew linemen come in, a bunch of the high school linemen that I knew from the neighborhood. They all sit down. And Kyle and I were about to go to his wrestling tournament because it was his first tournament, first match he was going to wrestle in. And I saw all the guys. I'm like, hey, I'm like, let's set a deal. I'm going to make a deal with you guys. They're like, oh, yeah, what's up, Mr. Hastings? I said, when you guys do your max day, if I can outbench every single one of you guys, you have to be by my son and myself breakfast at Olympic Star. But if you guys outbench me, we're going to do 225 tests, I told them. If you guys can do 225 more reps than I can, then I'll buy this entire offensive line breakfast. They looked at me, they're like, deal. So I was like, okay. I sat down, and first thing I'm thinking is, I haven't done 225 since like 2003. I'm like, I better start training. I'm like, I know I could probably do it 10 times right now, but these kids got to be doing it 20, 25 times. Like, I was so out of touch on how many times they could do it. So I went in the garage, I got weights, and I just started to lift. And I started to lift, and I started getting strong, and I started getting stronger. And I was starting to get really strong, and then COVID really locks everything down. Now there's no more football season. But by that point, it was like July, it was June, middle of June. So I'm strong as a bull, like insane strong. I go to the doctor, I get on the scale, and this is when I found out I was officially 420 pounds. And I couldn't believe it. You did the same thing that I did with the with the the old football player came out, and you just like I got I like the big weights and let's yeah, throw it around. It's addictive. I, I didn't tell it here, but I did the exact same thing. Yeah, it, it's addictive. You know, I, I'm repping two twenty five, twenty five times, just easy, just like you know, not, not a problem. But I didn't realize how heavy I was getting because I was feeling strong. Mm-hmm. Like I can jog around the pond. I can do a slow jog around the pond. I'm not 400 pounds, but then I went to the doctor, I got on the scale, and I couldn't believe it, and so I'm like making up, I'm like, this is not right, they're like, no, it is right, that's what the scale says, he goes, why don't you think it's right, I'm like, I can go jag a mile, what 420 pound person could jag a mile, I said, well, something that's in shape that's 420 pounds, but you're 420 pounds, <laughs> so that's when, good answer, yeah, <laughs> he's like, dummy, <laughs> someone's this is, in shape, 420 but you're 420 pounds in shape, and, and that was the, that was the wake up call, you know, right, right when I saw you and I broke that chair, and just seeing how you did it, and that's why I went dark. I went dark on social media. I was embarrassed. I was just embarrassed. I of, I use social media, and you do it now. But yeah, I use social media as motivation and to hold me accountable. Yes. That's why I was posting initially, and it ended and up, it motivated me. That's what and I didn't realize it was going to do that, but it motivated a ton of people. Yeah ton of I, I could probably two dozen people that started working out because they saw my post and saw what was happening yeah and, it mo- and that was one of the cornerstones of what got me going of like I got to change my life I, I've got to I'm 40 years old 400 pounds I'm gigantic absolutely gigantic you know I don't want to be that dad I want to be that, that dad that can cut it up with the kids I want to be that grandpa that's still cutting it up you know I, I want to be active. I don't want people yep. to look at me and think, are you okay because I'm sweating because I just walked the block. You know, I want people to look at me as like, damn, 
holy shit, he's well, I just swear I'll probably have to get a PG thirteen rating out of this. But it's like, hey, you're you're pretty good shape. You're a big guy, but you're doing really good, you know? And and a big guy for muscular or you're more V'd out versus, you know, looking like a you. Yeah, your your pictures, you know, your transformation too. You can see it in your face and I'm and uh and your arms, man, are looking you know what I'm saying, when I saw them like I don't know if my arms look that way, but I, I feel like you, you're getting, you know, I know there's one picture that I saw that I was like, I look like that. And I don't know if you remember me posting, but it was a before picture. Yeah. And then the, the after one, when I lost the, uh, the hundred pounds with Travis yeah. Garza and they took a picture and that was just like eye opening for me. Like it was such a boost in my self esteem. Do you still feel some days you're 400 pounds mentally? No. You, how long does I it do take? still feel like I'm, I'm, I'm overweight. Really? But I don't feel like 400 pounds. I feel amazing. And I, yeah. you know, I, I feel so much better, but I, there's times I like, I, I, I shouldn't say I feel overweight. There's times where my self-esteem looks at my belly still that, you know, like, like for me, I, I got down to under 300. And what was that? In May, 297. And was that a milestone when you cracked That was a hundred pounds of, uh, that was 150 pounds. Wow. That was 150 pounds lost. Was that a was I mean like was that a wow moment for you? Oh my god, yes. And what was really tell, so wild tell me about is it. When the you, picture when the you picture. weighed yourself and what was that like? Where were you? Well, uh, well, the, the, it was a it was a struggle to get under three hundred. I was like stuck there for like six, you know, twelve weeks. Like three hundred one, three hundred two. Yeah, three hundred five, three hundred four, three, and I get yeah. to three hundred two, and so it was such, uh, you know, and it was a mental. I don't know what it was, but finally got i just did get underneath it 297 and then the program travis garza and there's there's a, a you know jackie who's owns travis garza out here and she's she's a the entrepreneur that has multiple of these locations and then this woman dawn who's a trainer plus a manager gm or something and they'll you know they threw they throw a celebration when you hit the 100 pound mark and so i went <coughs> And it was, you know, it was a huge accomplishment for me, but I still didn't see, like, I, I wasn't seeing myself, like, I could see I'm losing weight and definitely I could feel it in the, the right. clothes. Was, that's the, you know, you might not always be losing the weight on the scale, but you definitely see it in Absolutely. the way things are, you know, fitting. So that those were the positive things that were going along that were happening. But the one thing that really got me excited was this one picture that they took at Travis Garza the day I lost that for celebrating the hundred pounds of loss weight loss, and then they put you know the one thing they sent me up before the one of the pictures I sent you know they hey do you got a picture when you're heavier or bigger and I'm like yeah I got this one picture, so I, they put they have this picture and they they do a little video montage thing and they got this big picture and then they got me and I happen to be posing with yeah. this flex and I'm just, just jacked like, up and I was like. I'm like, is this the lighting? And they're like, no. I'm like, that's your. What you, I'm like, and it, and I just looked svelte, you know. Yeah. Like, and that's where I think it really hit me. Like, I look, I look good, I look good. <laughs> you know, yeah. I've, I was very, very happy. And has that become the new benchmark for you? Of that's your standard, or do you want to lose more? My uh, final goal is two seventy five. But you know, here's the thing. I went. I was trying to get, I got to 297 and then just screwed up a little bit where I lost focus and school stresses triggered me. Right. You Are know? you a stress eater? I am. Okay. 
school year started with the COVID, you know, and right. we, initially it was remote. I lost a hundred pounds while I was remote working out. We weren't allowed to work out in the gym. I was doing this at home. Wow. You know, so I you were ver- dialed in. I watched their videos on TV and didn't, they would do, they'd have the trainer live on at their place, but only the trainer was there. No other people were working out cause they wouldn't allow people in, you know, in the gym. So I was doing it at home in my living room. And that's when I lost, you know, probably 80 pounds of the 100 pounds was at home. And so I was just motivated. I was, like, determined. And there's so much things that were going in my head because of life. I'm going to yeah. say life. I yeah. don't want to call anything out here. But just things were going on in my life. That yeah, were, a lot on your plate. Yes. And I'm and my, the thing that uh, there's a, a, a quote, one of the first quotes that I put in a, on the Facebook page when I started to do this is, is nothing changes if nothing changes. Right. And that's just what I was like, driving me, driving me, driving me. And uh, so when I saw that picture, that was just a huge accomplishment. And then school year starts. So, you know, the bad thing is I was only under 300 pounds for a short time, which bugs me to this day. So, like, you know, and I ended up getting, I'm about 320, 325 right now. Okay. But I'm back in the zone. Like, or I'm, I'm three, four weeks in where I'm, I'm starting to go down again, you know, because I just, I lost that focus for a little bit because of the stress of the school year. Right. It was just such, you know, going back to regular school with the kids in the building, and it was just our school has been got a lot going on. Very trying. Yeah, yeah stuff's going on in our school, and uh, well, every school. I mean, yes, th- this, yes, every school. There's a lot going on, but it's, it's like. Uh, but we, I'm just telling you, there's extenuating circumstances yeah. with our like our one of our buildings in our school district closed, so they went from three buildings down to two. Different communities coming together. Yeah, different communities coming together. Kids for the first time in three years coming into a school building. You know, a lot. You know, other people. Yes, they've they've had the issue of not coming into school for three years or two years, whatever it's been. But the other stuff was adding really into it. You know, and and it created a lot of stress for our teachers, everybody in the building, not just teachers, everybody in the building, and. So that that was triggering me a little bit and trying to fight. And I was fighting. I was trying to fight. I was still doing my workouts, but I wasn't eating as clean as I was. And I love. And I could do this meal like right now. I'm, I, you know, I told you know my wife might might eat pizza. My daughter might eat pizza. I haven't been eating. I've been eating sushi when they get pizza. You know, I'll eat the sushi rolls and stuff. You know, a little better, better. So. Yeah, pretty clean. Yes. Good. So you you hit that two ninety eight. And it was amazing, amazing feeling. Mm-hmm. Okay, and just like everybody, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a, I, you, you take three steps forward, but then you're gonna take one step back, yeah. three steps forward, and that's this, what I look at. It. That's exactly. I'm not beating myself up too bad, right? Yeah. So you're back at it. You're killing it. You're looking great. Uh, this winter, we went out. We did a weighted walk. That was a lot of fun. We did two miles, yeah. and I do owe you a, a workout at Travis Gars, and I'm glad you brought that up with Jackie. So Jackie's gonna be. I actually we we're we've been playing phone tag all week. She's oh. busy. She had some stuff, and she's gonna be hopefully this week. Uh, this coming up week, I'm gonna be talking with her. Good, as and that's... yeah. So this it's gonna be like you, and then we're gonna be talking okay. with Jackie, uh, coming up with the Travis Garza and her story and how she's brought that to light and how she's made that successful and how she's she's changed. helped a lot of people. Yeah, uh, like I, I, I'm not sure the number of people that are hundred pound losers at yeah. that place. It's it's double digits. It's amazing, and and it's almost like the pay it forward approach. Like how you like your story of online inspired me and many other people. Okay, so and then obviously I went back online and I started doing my stuff and what that has 
springboarded to. I mean, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. I, I've got this podcast, of, and I, it's based off of stories like yours. You know, Jackie's, so many other people that have overcame so many other obstacles. You know, on top of the countless people, like I work with uh, Coach Jill, uh, Jill Lenz, and it's B3 Fit, mm-hmm. and how many people that I have mentioned to her, and they become success stories of their weight loss. And then I talk to them, and it's just like it just keeps compounding, which is awesome, knowing that, you know, that it, for me it started from you. It's like you're the top of the food chain for me. Like I saw you. And then it spiraled to me, and now I'm branched off to other people, which created their success stories, and their success stories are motivating other people. It's amazing, and so I'm really looking forward to hearing with Coach Jackie and seeing like where and uh, seeing how she started, how she dialed up, how she found Travis Garza, you know, and the different success stories. But for every success story, there's two stories of falling down as well, and finding out her why of how she got into this. She, um, you know, we had a deep conversation one um, on the phone when I was struggling during this challenge, you know, and it just, it helped me get to know, like, cause she, she, you know, she's, she's a business owner, right? She wants to make money off this profit. Right. Oh yeah. But, but you, I believe in my heart that she really is doing this to help people because just the, the phone conversation is just, I don't know, it just came, it, it, it was so genuine, you know, so. Um, I, I feel that she really is, is doing this and to help as many people. And, and I think she was a bigger person too. I think she's one of those, and I'm not sure, I can't remember because there's, she, I think she's one of, you know, that lost, I don't know if she lost a hundred pounds, but she lost weight and she's really into fitness now too. And obviously, but she just is a very motivating person and, uh, she's driven, you know, and I'm glad I, you know, happened to meet her through this, you know, chance encounter of, of of this weight boot camp you know it's, so is it is it the workouts like every day are it they can every be day? every day okay. you, they you know with me doing the chant there's two things you could do with this travis garza and, and uh one is a tr- something called right the challenge the other one's called the tribe down something in right now hold on a minute no problem you can keep going I'm not okay. calling Jackie. No, that's right. <laughs> that's uh so it's tribe and challenge tribe is like a gym membership right where you can go every day multiple times uh you can go to multiple times a day if you want you can go to seven days a week if you want yeah with the six-week challenge most they they believe most people haven't been active so they kind of limit it to they want it uh you know five or six days a week you can only go once a day uh you and um and then obviously you follow the meal plan that they provide to you okay you know, and, and if you and it's you know it's it's uh, calorie you know low ca- lower calorie calorie you know, deficit yeah, yeah calorie deficit and um and if you just follow it it works you know and yeah. that's what I did the first four four challenges so that'd be twenty four weeks I followed that and dropped eighty to eighty you know I was at eighty five pounds for the first five four to six weeks for challenges I mean so it'd be twenty four to thirty weeks you know. Somewhere around there, and um, I just—they give you once you decide you can try to ch- substitute, right? And I just wasn't comfortable. I tried like tuna steaks, and I just wasn't cooking the way I, like where it was satisfying to yeah. me. Like, so I just stuck with what I—the simpler stuff. And 
and it works for you. It, it did. It did. And I can eat. I can one eat of these, except for dinner, I try to change up. I, I I can eat the same thing every day. Every single one of these programs, it's you're a Picasso painting. There's only one. So what works for me might not work for you, or won't work for you because we're all individually different. Period. Hands down, what works for my wife will not work for me. What works for me will not work for her. But we all have similarities. We still have, we all have, you know, the similar goals. And a lot of very close, you know, with nutrition, uh, you know, dietary, watching what we eat, looking at protein counts or carbohydrate counts or fat counts. And, um, yeah, it's everybody has their own way. And it's just you have to find it. You got to find what works best for you which is leading us into the next part where I have my lovely assistant coming down right now. Is this I had the, to make a call. The bar? Yes, we got some stuff. Okay. We got a lot of stuff coming right now. Okay, this and is I, what I was going to say, though. This is okay. this is how I try to adapt. Like like when my I was trying to figure out ways to deal with my stress triggers, and, and one of the ways is instead of buying the, the Snickers and McDonald's or whatever else yeah. that I was triggering, you know, what I used to do in the past is I would – I'm try. I try to find certain proteins bars that I could right. munch on instead of the candy bars. You know, that's what that's where I was going to lead us into that too. So, so this is hilarious. <laughs> this is so funny. I brought my bag of. Uh, so, so I didn't know. I I didn't know you were going to do this. And so my my plan was. So uh, Sarah went out after school to some of her friends. So I took the kids. And the original plan was us to walk through like Walmart. You and I. You yeah. and I were going to go to the store and and. and just randomly pick some, and who knows? Maybe we would have talked about what the requirements we wanted to have. Right. But we we're going to go to the store and pick out some right. protein bars. So we're going to pick out protein bars. I don't know if she's down here yet. She let me see. call in here. So what? What I have in here is we're going to do some trials and some taste tests. Some taste tests. Okay. Okay. Hold on. I got her on the phone right now. All Could right. you bring down the uh, stuff? All right, thank you. All right. So we're going to do some taste tests. Now, again, like I said, the original plan was for us to walk through there and record it, which would have been funnier than hell, us two oxes walking through these aisles and all these people staring at us of what we're doing. But it just didn't work. Right, so adapt right. and overcome, similar to everything we've done now with our training. I'm going to move this microphone because I'm going to sit up. All we're right. going to have a lot of good stuff going on. And I happen to think, you know, like, okay, I didn't think he – I did not think that – Kyle went and bought stuff, so I brought. <laughs> this is great. I brought. Uh, I have multiple varieties at my house, so I grabbed two right. bars, one for me, one for you, so okay. we could have each of each of the varieties that I have. To so hopefully we'll see if we have the same uh, ones. Hopefully not. <laughs> we might. So we're gonna start with the liquids first. So we have Vanna White. She's oh, coming we're doing down right now. Drinks. Oh, we I have drinks. Protein yes. drinks. So I see Thank all these you. extra cups I have here. So we're gonna start now. Oh, good morning, Nala. Nala just woke up. So we have all these. I just need one because we're going to split them, and I'm going to give one to Dave on the way on the way out. Thank He's you got very much gifts. for bringing those down. Okay, so the first one we have here, I'm going to tell you what it is after. You don't have any food allergies. I don't need no, you swall- I do not. swallowing I up. I do not have any food allergies. Okay, yet. so I'm going to pour a little bit of this in there for you. Now, I purposely watched my caloric intake today because I knew I was going to have all these little bites and tastes okay. and stuff. So this first one is for you. Why don't you go all ahead and right. take a swig of it. Let me know what you think. Oh, that was lovely. This is a go-to for me. It's thick. It's a little thicker. Yeah. Yeah. What's the flavor? It's blueberry. It's a blueberry. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Okay, I'm getting a hint of blueberry on that last on that just last drop there. Okay, so what's your thoughts on that? And I'm going to tell you what it is. I'll show you too. As far as my thoughts, as yeah, far as, like, uh, well, the taste, like, the taste, um, actually, for it being blueberry, I actually liked it. I'm not a fruity, uh, you know, fruity flavored kind of yeah. guy. Yeah, you know, I like chocolate, vanilla, Oreo flavors, um, that sort of stuff. Uh, but I do like the, th- I like the thickness of it. It was kind of put that water there to, for your looks palate. like a shake. Uh, so that the flavor was, was good, a subtle, subtle blueberry flavor, which I liked because then it was, it wouldn't have been uh, overpowering for me. So this was high tech pharmaceuticals, precision protein. This was blueberry flavor, and so that's and I put this into the kids' pancakes. I make what? those Kodiak cakes, and that was mi- some of the numbers on that, if you don't mind. You know, like the I think it's twenty five grams of protein, two gram net grams of carbs, and. I don't have that. Any sugar? We have it upstairs. Uh, maybe sugar alcohol. Okay. Yeah, but it's, it's fiber-based. That's where your carbs are coming from. I believe All it's right. from the fibers. But so I'll, we'll go over that. Okay. But I put that in the kids' pancakes, and so I'll have that. That was actually mixed in almond milk. Are you an almond milk drinker? I actually don't mind. I'm not, you know, I don't buy it myself. Yeah. But I, I'm i not a, uh, opposed to it. And my wife actually for a while was, for some reason, you know, was getting it. I can't right. remember why, but... It might have been for Jenna. Jenna was yeah. I don't remember some type of lactose. All right, so here's the next one. So this one here is this is a go-to staple. This is the Premier, Premier Protein. Yeah, Are you right. a big Premier Protein guy? I actually am. Uh, I that's my, my. There's one I have first, which I'll mention, but that is my go-to as far okay. as the next after. All right. That. Have you had the peach? Because this no. is the one we have here. The peach one. Is Again, it's beautiful. fruity, so I probably wouldn't choose peach. Really? No, I don't choose the fruit stuff. I don't. Yeah. yeah here, Ready? Try this. Here we go. This is peach. This is peach premier protein. This is 30 grams of protein, 160 calories, one gram of sugar, low fat. But was low fat means three grams of fat, 0.5 grams of saturated, and zero trans fat. This is fruity peach. Very subtle peach. Very subtle. So we usually get the uh, caramel, and okay. I put it in my coffee for oh, cream. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. It's, it's fantastic. I got finished drinking this. It's good though. It's uh, it's honestly reminding me of the vanilla flavor. Yeah, with a subtle dash of peach. You know, it's, again, so, I'm glad I prefer it that way. That it's a subtle flavor, right. not a. Both those were pretty good. So you like these uh, tasting cups? Here we got all the souvenir cups from all the sporting yeah. events and everything. So there's that one. This one I was here. Not expecting protein drinks. This is nice. Protein nice drinks. Surprise, man. It is. So this is the Fairlife. This is a Costco. The Premier and Fairlife are both Costco picks here. So my brother introduced me to these. These things here are amazing. Not only that, but it was eleven ninety eight a case for eighteen of them at Costco. What flavor? The caramel. Caramel. Okay. We, Far- we, Fairlife. I discovered them too. You're a big fan chocolate? of it. Well, the chocolate. The chocolate. Yes. All right. So you're gonna try this now. So this is what we've been, we he's just bought the, these. Ladies and gentlemen, he's got all the flavors. I, like, I don't do caramel. I don't do fruity stuff. Well, I'm expanding your palate, young You man. are, and it's, you know what? It's not bad. So cheers. <laughs> this is what happens. And this is called uh, uh, Fairlife. Fairlife Fair Caramel. caramel. Okay. It's 30 grams of protein. Oh, we'll put this down. Man, I just chugged all that. So it's one bottle, 150 calories, 2.5 grams of total like a fat. Bar. Now, can you imagine mixing this with uh, with coffee? Yeah. Okay. 
It's what we do. Put it in the coffee. What were the numbers on that? So it's 2.5 grams of total fat. You got one and a half grams of saturated fat, zero grams of trans fat. You have three grams of total carbohydrates, two total sugars. Let me ask you, what is what for you with the B3 is important for you? Uh, My macro counts. It's an equation where I right now on this on this particular bottle mm-hmm. what would be you look at for you all of it because yeah, yeah they, they all have a value to it i got to learn what the macros i got to read about what you're talking about when you say macros and stuff i, yeah. I keep hearing Pro- protein the carbohydrates and, half, and last fats. year and a half that's big the big word that people are yeah. throwing around macros so it's it's like an algebraic equation more or less is that i have to reach a certain caloric intake and so we'll say 2000 i mean obviously i'll never be at 2000 calories it's like eating grass for me but 2,000 calories will say that I have to be at. <clears throat> so each gram of protein and each gram of carbohydrates is 4 calories. Each gram of fat is 9 calories. That's standard. It doesn't matter if it's chicken. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. if it's beef. If there's 10 grams of protein and 4 grams of fat, you got 40 calories from the protein. You've got, uh, what did I say, how many grams of fat? Does this tell you how many calories? Or you, yeah. You oh, yeah. No, that, no, it has it there, too. Okay. It so has it there, checking, too. Just checking if that was the same as what you're right. figuring out mathematically. But mathematically, I figure out my macros based off of the three nutrients, the protein, carbohydrate, and fat, and then I, that's the calories, which I have to eat so many calories. Now, like I said, everyone's a Picasso painting, and everyone is dialed in differently, where your body might respond to a higher fat, lower carbohydrate, higher protein Mm -hmm. where i might respond better to you know the balancing of the equation but for where i'm at right now with fat loss and i want to maintain muscle i keep a higher protein and a higher fat lower carbohydrate of 40 40 20 roughly i mean that's not exactly it but that's the that's the plan of of where i need to be and again that what works for me might not work for everybody else and everybody's individual but these things here, these are three staples. I was just drinks. curious as to what, like for me, when I look at, like for me, I would be looking at, I'm just, uh, can I see this here? You need readers? Let me get you some readers. down here. So, okay, yeah. So this, I might be hesitant to get this, Fairlife. Like I stopped getting Fairlife. Why? Because there's two grams of sugar in it for me. Really? Yeah. And for you, that just doesn't work. I, I don't, I, I just, I, I prefer to as much, little to no sugar as possible as far as, and that's where I get the, and maybe if you have anything negative, I want you to share with me. That's why I'm, yeah. I'm glad we're talking right. about it is I, I drink the muscle milk. Zero, yeah. Zero sugar. Okay. In muscle milk. And it's got the, you know, I, I'd have to look at what the pro, I should have brought one of those with me. I didn't even think about what, that. What, muscle milk? Yeah, I got some at home. I should have brought those. I, well, okay. I wasn't thinking protein shakes. I yeah. was thinking protein bars. Oh, uh, that's good too. Uh, but that's the muscle milk is what I, I prefer that because, and I got turned on to that because I used to do, uh, I actually used to do Fairfield or Premier Protein first. Yeah. And then the guy, the cashier at Walgreens goes, you know, muscle milk's got zero sugar. Your eyes just open up. Yeah. Right? I'm like, cause you know, one of the things that I, you know, I was trying to lose weight, big, you know, sugar stores, that stuff, you know, and mm-hmm. helps, you know, so I was like, oh, okay. So I started trying it. I like the taste, and so it's helped. You know what's really depressing? This bothers me. This really bothers me about this lifestyle that we've chose now and we've maintained. It's expensive. It's horribly expensive, Mm -hmm. and it's very, very sad because you have poor people that are morbidly, morbidly obese. And that's why. 
Well, it's like the water, right? The price of a bottle of water, right? It's going yeah. up. Yeah. Why when, is healthy food? When a bottle of water became healthy and the end thing, it, the price went up. And whether that's the cause, you know, supply and demand issue driving that up or not. But it bothers me so much is that the number one cause to pretty much all health issues is obesity. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Diabetes, blood pressure, cholesterol. That's the number one reason why the, there's so, the, the, related to COVID deaths as the well. The obesity. Yeah, it's obesity. But yet, for my family to eat healthy for a week, it's about 250 bucks for yeah. three kids, oh God, two adults. Groceries, yep. Excuse me. It's, it's very expensive. Mm-hmm. But then you, you go to a family that is economically struggling. The kids have to eat. So what do they buy? Three dollars a meal at McDonald's, right? Three fifty because it it feeds them, but it's dirt cheap. And is it even real food? I mean, granted, you could you could debate there's nutritional value to it, but I got I yes, you know, or they're buying all the frozen hot pockets because it's three for ten bucks, and you know they could feed their family for very cheap. But what's in that food? Everything you should not be eating. It's Mm -hmm. all processed. It's none of it's fresh. That's the other thing. I'm sorry to interrupt. You just are, you know, triggering some thoughts. And, and I, no, go ahead. I mean, yeah. I have diagnosed ADHD, so it's like boom, hey, yeah, you know, I get it. <laughs> so, um, that's the one thing too. I cut out is like a lot of processed food during this time period. I just on my, you know, obviously tried to make my own egg whites, and I was making for a while there my own cauliflower mashed potatoes. That's awesome. You know, you do cauliflower rice? Uh, no, I, I, I dabble in it. I can't dabble in it. I just. Yeah. It's a texture thing for me most times. If I, I either I'm not making it right or just you know doesn't uh, it doesn't agree with you. Yeah, yeah. But I I love I, for a while there I loved the uh, cauliflower mashed potatoes. When was the last time you had McDonald's? Uh, ooh, I did have it within the last uh, whatever March now. So sometime in, I don't remember when exactly, but not in four weeks, but sometime between January and. You know, that's when I again I put on some weight. So I was, why? I was, why uh, did you have it? Um, convenience. Convenience slash I was taking a break from. Uh, I just lost focus of the you know the goals I was trying to do for yeah. a short just a little like I was. Like you had a relapse, like almost like an yeah, addict. Almost like a relapse, yeah. Almost, yeah. you know, I wasn't like going every day, but it was just that time. And then you, there's a love hate thing. You feel so like you're so, I was so mad at my, you know, so I'm like, God, why did you eat that? It's so stupid. You yeah. Know? And so I was, you know, and I was still doing the work, mostly doing the workouts, you know, I not like I stopped working out, but it's, I it's been four to six weeks at least since I've had it. How did you feel the day after you ate that or like the hour after? Uh, physically, not emotionally, just, but physically. I don't remember feeling, uh, I was trying to, I don't remember feeling physically, you know. You didn't feel blah, like right. crap. It, maybe it was right after, you know, that's where the, you're beating yourself up. You know? Yeah. Maybe that's when I was, maybe that's when I was feeling that way. Um, I don't remember specifically saying, God, I feel like, you know, bloated or whatever yeah. from, you know, whatever it's The sodium be. intake or yeah. any of that. Yeah. Now, I remember I had uh bite of the cookies on christmas eve and this was last year right when i right when i first started making my big first loss Mm -hmm. and i woke up the next morning at a hangover at a headache because i haven't i never had well at least from september to september to december of 2020 i did not have any type of processed sugar 
and I had a headache. Oh boy, look at this. Man, Santa Claus has got a bag of goodies. But yeah, so I and I had that. I had that processed sugar and I had a headache from it and it was horrible. And then we had I had like a slice of Aurelio's pizza and this was when I was in my maintenance phase. So I had to eat like thirty eight hundred calories. All right. So I had to eat just Sorry, food. To make a lot of no, no, you're no it's this this is what happens when you're in the basement studios, the basement couch studios. Uh, and I had some Aurelio's pizza and I haven't had, I didn't have it in months, maybe even up to a year and I had it and I could feel the sodium rush to my face and it was just like, Oh, why did I eat this? I, I will say, um, like, an, man, it's hard to say cause you feel weak when you talk about it, but it, you know, like a couple of times when I was doing this up and down, like I lost all the way, but then on a, like on in between these six week challenges, Sometimes I'd be good and do you know, stay with the meal plan, and then sometimes I would just really go off. Just like, you know, I'd have pizza, like a real cheat day or cheat couple days, you know, on this break weeks, right? And I'd have monsters. <laughs> the regular monster yeah, drinks. Yeah, monster drinks. Loaded <laughs> with sugar. sugar. Yeah, yes. Oh, cheese, Dave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah. So I would have it. I call it my Friday Efri meals. Now, I'm, pr- I'm very good with I can do like when I was on my maintenance I would have Friday and I would just order I go to Olympic Star I would order just $30 of food for myself sit there by myself and a lady would look at me she's like are you seriously gonna eat all this I'm like yes I am thank you you'll get tipped handsomely for it but I'm gonna eat this and I did it for a couple reasons one it was just like a reset because I was eating really clean and I just wanted to do a big dump to see how my body was gonna react Mm -hmm. it was pleasure too it was like like gluttony do you use any um What's that? Do you use any? I've uh, seen what that was. Um, yeah, this is a Costco. Do you use any too. probiotics, sir? Uh, I'm not sure if that's the wrong Vi- name. I don't know. It's a vitamins. Drink. It's a. It's an. It's like got yogurt. A, it, like maybe yeah, but it's an Asian name. There's an Asian name of a drink. No, I my don't sister do actually. We yeah. do this cleanse tea where okay. we drink this okay. tea, and then like an hour later, like you're in the bathroom and it's okay. game over. I've never done any of that stuff. Yeah, I've been, I've been, I was just wondering about that. Yeah. No. All right. So what do you I got here? I brought this. I brought here. This is my current. My favorite right now. Okay. It's not the absolute favorite was Premier Protein, the bar with, with zero fat, zero sugar. Okay, it was zero sugar. They don't make them anymore. They don't make their bars anymore. They don't. No, I'm I'm mad about that Premier Protein. If you're oh, listening, what's protest? Yeah, um, but this is my the the brand. Actually, it seems to be my. I didn't even realize I, until now that it was by Think. Think it's the Think brand. And I have multiple Think Brand different varieties. Wow, you do! I didn't realize that though. What varieties do you have there for the listener? uh, I have Think, but the flavors are: this is a keto protein bar, and this is a called chocolate mousse pie. All right, we gonna try this or? I want. I do want to know your thoughts. This is my favorite right right now, and this is what I I do. Are you gonna eat a whole one? No, we can. That's a better idea. Actually, I brought one. That's a better idea. Yeah. But you don't. And you can only do one bite if you want. My hands are clean. You want me to just put it in half? Give it to you. I totally trust you. I don't care. You pet (laughs) the dog. I don't care if I don't care if you pet the dog. I wasn't like digging my butt or anything. No, but this is this is something I use. Like I'll have one of these. Oh my god! A day. To kill if I if I'm having a chocolate craving or anything like that. So this is what I have, and this is what I like. This is one gram of what to say, one gram of uh, sugar, three net carbs, two ten grams of protein. 
They just literally like melt in your mouth. It's like a wafer. And see, I like the soft. That's what I wanted to get to is like talk to you about the texture and stuff. This is like. <laughs> like we're three. I like, no, but I'm like the lecture. I like the lighter, fluffier protein bars. I hate the weighted lead weight bars really? that are thick. These are, this is like, and pro, the premier protein bar That's was amazing. perfect. Let me see the back of that. Oh my God. This is like, it's like when Harry met Sally. Isn't <laughs> it pretty good? It's good, right? Man. So you got 170 calories in here, 13 gram fat, obviously for the keto, nine gram carb, two gram, one gram of sugar, which is good, 10 grams of protein. And it like melts. Yep. It's and like I don't the, have it every day, but it's something like usually for me, it's cups. if I'm having, if I'm having craving, if I want, you know, if I, it's, it's just for me. It's like a healthy treat. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely Healthier. a treat, but uh, yeah, healthier treat. Man, that was good stuff. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right, we're gonna go in my box here of goodies. We're gonna start. That's my favorite one, though. This is a staple for every single lunch. This is the Quest protein chips. I'm so glad you brought these. I want to try. You were telling me try about them. these. Pop, I've never. I didn't open. know Quest made chips. Oh my god, they've got a variety of them. They're just. I mean, we get them off of the Amazon. And they where Sarah has it on the subscription service, so we have we have case we just we get them, and depending if it's on the plan, but even if it's if it's not like on our main, it's these are these are a, a staple of lunch, like this. Maybe you guys are lifting again. What's going on? I was on? not a fan of the Quest cookie. Really? Yeah. Again, dry. It was. Dry yeah, I never had that. Yeah. So this here, what what I do is I make jasmine rice, and this mm-hmm. is part of the plan. Oh, I'm telling you, man, this is insane. You're gonna love it. I want to make sure. Hold on, I'm just taking another drink. I want the palate cleansed. So I'll take a bag of these and I'll crunch them up and I'll put them out with chicken. I'll I'll have shredded chicken, jasmine rice, and I'll put those in there. And I'll put some like a little bit of salsa just so I can get some flavor in there. Or I'll put some hot sauce, like some zero calorie. But and then oh it's, my god, isn't it insane how good they are? Those are just the nacho cheese ones. They, you know, they've these got remind, these are like. Healthy a Doritos, weird, a, a healthy Dorito, or a weird version of a of a Pringle. Yeah, like that's how thin they are. I like that. They're and the flavor on them. The, and what are the, read the nutrients? If you, I mean, we got good lighting. I got a lot of heat when I put this type of lighting in here. Sarah didn't like it. Forty calories, one bag, one bag serving size. Whatever serving size. Serving size, one bag. Total fat, six grams. Saturated fat, one gram. Cholesterol, was it? One gram of sugar. Very, very impressed. Amazon. I mean, they sell them everywhere. They sell them at CVS and Walgreens and and Target. The only flavor you get? Oh no, no. I'm gonna see what other I'm gonna see what other flavors we have. I'll get you a couple of them to try out. But we got cases of them. Sarah just has an auto here. Yeah, that is interesting, man. I mean, good. I mean, that is good. They're good. I do like the cheese. It's really good cheesy. Mm So that's the Quest Protein Chip. That's a go-to. That's a daily go-to. Totally remind me of Pringles. Really? In a, way, in a way, the thinness of it. I don't know why. I'm not going to lie, man. I'm starting to get a little full. <laughs> don't, we don't have to eat it, you know? Oh, I was just going to take one bite. No, you know, take them home. Chew. I'll get you a whole other bag. i got a case of them. All right. Next up. This bad boy. So when I'm on maintenance... I learned about this from one of the podcasts. I don't know if it's Jocko 
or uh, Mark Devine. But they're talking about the MRE bar. Have you heard of this one? I have not. So this here, this is high calorie though. Okay, yeah, so this is MREs. We know that. You yeah, know what meal ready. Sure, yeah. yeah, so this is a meal supplement bar. So yes. this is pretty heavy. 260 calories, 9 grams of total fat, 29 grams of carbohydrates, which is only 6 grams of sugar. 6 okay. grams of total sugar, 20 grams of protein. That's I, w- what's I wouldn't grab that though. Why? The sugar. For Too me, high? I, yeah. All right, grab a, take a bite out of this or break it, whatever you want to do. Let me know your thoughts on it. The, these are a go-to when I'm. I off, can totally believe that. Obviously, they sound like a, a, you know, like I said, a meal replacement. Yeah, I mean, it definitely. So when I'm trying to get 3,800 calories, 3,700 calories, I have one of those. I just have to have it. And like when I'm officiating, I'm I'll. Sorry, no, no, you're good. It adds. It adds to the the drama of the show here. Well, I meant I should have broke it off instead of bite it off. Oh, that's fine. Hmm. What's the flavor? It's fruity. It's banana. God, you like the fruity stuff. Yeah. Good thing it's not overpowering. I'm not a banana guy. I hate banana. Really? I hate banana. Jeez, is it a texture thing again, or is it just the taste? No, or banana is the flavor and taste. What happened? You get sick on it. As I a don't kid? eat. First of all, listeners, I don't eat any fruits at all. I drink orange juice, but I don't eat any fruit. What happened? I, never li- I just never. As a kid, them. like, did you get the flu after eating like no, fifteen I, bananas? I, I, they and threw said them I used up? to eat apples. But I don't remember ever eating apples. A texture. Mm-hmm. Wow. Flavor. I'll say flavor. Really? All the fruit was flavor. I grew up as a meat and potatoes kid. It's bland. And that's my mom's cooking too, you know. Yeah. Bland. Um, and I didn't need any of the, the just greens were gross texture-wise. You know, veg- well, the vegetables. So I got a bag of salad in the here. The vegetables were were gross. I have a handful. Until, of, like I said, until Mike and Gene over at HPF, they got me eating greens. <laughs> I can see you like a toddler. Them just like stuffing no, it in your no, mouth. No, but she 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 sat down and showed me. You know, she Gina's the wife of Mike, and she right. is the one that deals with the nutrition in the in the in that fitness program. So she that's the first time I've really sat down and talked yeah. nutrition with someone. What was that like, man? G- going from you know just the buffet part of life to now, y- now you have to be accountable for every bit of food that goes into your mouth because you're like well, a car. It, 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 that's exactly right. Like it, it's it is changing your mindset. You're not for me. Prior to this transformation, food was pleasure. Food was oh you know oh this is so yeah good. it was therapeutic. Yeah, it was it was. You know, mouth watering and all that. You know, and you know, Gina and Jackie and Dawn over at Travis Garza got me to understand that. You know, you're you got to stop looking at the food as pleasure and just look. It's fuel, and it's it's just you know for you to get through your life. That's it. It's just fuel in a car. That's all yeah. it is, like you said, and. uh you know, and that's why for me it's always been like when I lost the weight in 2000, it was because I was I just got in that habit of eating the same thing, and I I I could do that, eat the same thing every day. You know, it was, and but I was actually still at that time I'd I'd like instead of going to McDonald's, I would go to Mc, I'd go to Burger King, but I wouldn't get fries or anything. I would just get a grilled hamburger and only eat the meat. Really? Yeah. I mean. I'm- 
I'm just if saying. You, if you had to, that I mean, that's not really a bad option. No, that's what I'm saying. But, but you it, don't know what the meat is, correct, or if it's correct. what's a you know. Percentage. But that's what I'm saying. I was just, I was going through like, and I I make my own stuff. I right. grilled a lot. Right. During that, I grilled a lot. Threw everything on the grill. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so that's what was happening then, and 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 Gina is the first that really had you know taught me about uh, nutrition and processed food, especially you know like I'm thinking I'm doing well, and she. You know, and she's like, no, try to do it, you know, right, you know, make your stuff if you can. You yeah. Know? And yeah, the natural food. Well, that's when I stopped, like, I was I was doing less and less McDonald's sandwiches and I'd make my eggs. You know, the problem was I was starting to eat too many, too many eggs. <laughs> and and I'd also, you know, with eggs, you got to have what? You got to have sausage or bacon. Yeah. You do the turkey <laughs> bacon or turkey I, sausage? Uh, Oh, is that well, your yeah. thing? No, I, it, I don't do that anymore. I don't do this. I, I But I was getting, when... um. Like you did with the with the getting stronger and lifting, right. I was doing the same thing, but I was not eating the right way at that time. I was eating, I was making, starting to make my own food, making my eggs, but I was making turkey sausage or sausage or bacon with it, and just having like I'd eat the you know my the bad thing is my wife would have one or two sausages, and I I don't like things like I don't like leftovers one, and I don't like leave. You just eat the my rest. Dad, of them. Obviously, my dad got you know what you clean your plate right. Oh yeah. So it's like I don't leave leaving foods. I would eat the sausage, the whatever the package of the sausage was, you know. And that, so I was still. That's when I was around four hundred, but I was back to, up to a four hundred pound bench press. So it was good. It was fine. It worked <laughs> itself way, out in a way. But my wife even commented, she's like, "You look like you're getting bigger, Dave." You know, she made a comment to me about it, like muscular or, well, or she heavier. Said, yeah, no, just looked big. She just said massive. Full. She said yeah. massive. You know, she. I don't think she meant. Heavier, but fuller and massive. You know. Just Did she ever bring anything up about your weight getting heavy? Oh yeah. And what was that? Pretty subtle, or was it like no, Dave you're getting uh, big? It was. Well, no. She. Um, kindly said it. Or if you don't want to say it, it's cool too. Sorry for asking. No, it, that's that's another show. Yeah, that's All another right. show. Th- that was one thing that. But yes, yeah, she brought it up. I'll say that. <laughs> like, like Sarah and I, we got big together, and no one said anything. But then looking back at it, it's like, how do you say something to somebody though that you care about? She's like, hey, you're getting heavy, because that's not a positive reaction when you really like, hey, Dave, you're starting to get real heavy, but I'm I mean, concerned. She, we both, like you just said, we you got heavy together. It's we, a team effort. You know, I got heavier. She got heavy too. She put on. You know, like if I was 325 or when we got married or whatever I was, I put on obviously 80 to 100 pounds, and she put on 60 to 80 right. pounds, you know. The, the problem is, you know, she right now she she's not someone that wants likes to work out. Yeah, it's not her thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not her thing. You know, that's I, – I wish somebody said something. Like I see some of these photos, I'm thinking, why didn't see anybody say anything? Everyone, everyone tells me when I tell them how much I weigh, they're like, "You don't look like you weigh that much." I'm like, "I, I got look pretty big." I'm like, "All the time." You carried it so that, you know they're not saying yes, I was overweight. They say we'd say that, but right. they didn't think I was 400 pounds. When I say for when I give my weight, that's like when you turn on Discovery Channel and you you see those people that are weighing in on truck scales, and I'm like, "There's no way I was even close to that," but I was. I was 100 pounds off of that, and. um yeah, I wish somebody said something. There was one, but no one said anything. Everyone's like, "Oh, you didn't look it," but then again, I was big and I was fun and I was cooking all this food for everybody and I was drinking Friday nights. This used to be wine night. I would drink two bottles of Merlot, not even be phased. Oh, wow, by that's it. 
That's what happened with, uh, well, I was never a big drinker, but when I, life was stressing me out. Yeah. And at Andrew, I was, uh, when I was head coach at Andrew, I was drinking more, social drinking more. Yeah. We just, I mean, it's not like we drink every night. It was no, Friday no. nights. Right, that was right. It. For me, it was Thursday, Friday. It might have been Thursdays, if, you know, Thursday nights. Yeah. One, not getting hammered, but Friday, Saturday. Yes, yeah. For sure. And it was like Andre the Giant. I have two bottles from Merlot. Be fine. Wow. And then I, we'd order some, some takeout. Mm-hmm. And, but all that adds up. And I haven't had, I've had maybe six ounces of an alcohol in the last two years. And I, I know it for sure. Six ounces of alcohol in two years. It's not like I didn't have, I had a problem with it, but my problem was I needed the calories. Six ounces. I'm just trying to get an idea. Oh, a shot. A shot's an ounce. Oh. So six drinks. Okay. It Maybe, if that. I'm going. Well, I'll, okay. I, I could, in three years, I've probably drank four times. I've had more than six drinks usually right. when I, you know, because I like, it's usually at home when I do it. Yeah. You know? Right. Uh, so. Yeah, that was a big thing. I wish someone said anything, but how do you how do you say something to somebody without them getting pissed and creating a war? But you're doing it for their own good, you know. Are you talking about like losing weight? But I know. But uh, you're talking about anyone saying it to you? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you know, I mean, I it's agree. a real slippery slope. You know, we've talked. To, you know, my sister had had uh, one of my sisters had. You know, we over the years we some of, one some of us have said something to her. You know, and I, she's taken it the right way. You know. And, yeah. But it's just that we love her. You know. Yeah. Her be around. You know. All right, so you ready for the next one? Of yours? Yeah. We got uh, more. Yeah? Okay. So now this is my go-to. Now this is what you don't like. Is this your favorite? Uh, I have this right when I wake up at 4 a.m. I have that. If What's you don't want favorite? to eat it. What's your favorite? Probably the drinks. Okay, I mean, okay. Yeah, because okay. it's easy. Right. That there, sometimes it's a little heavy. No, this is, <laughs> you know what, this is different though. I'm telling you, this is. I'm not saying this is not going to taste the same. This is not the same thing that I had when it. Uh, what were they? They were around chocolate chip cookie. Really? From Quest. Have you had that? No, I have not had the chocolate chip. This is chocolate chip cookie dough bar. Yes. From the Quest. Uh, so if you want to take a taste, I've got two of them in here. So one's for you to go and one's for a taste okay. for you. All right. And so I have those every morning, and I have that with my coffee. They're they're thick. Oh, they're this, they're I, heavy. Yeah. yeah. I can tell. This is this would be again. I I prefer the lighter stuff. Now here's where where you win some huge points with those. Is you throw it in the microwave for thirty seconds. You take a fork, and it's like. I think you told me about it's this. Golden. One it's of the last insane. Time we talked. Yeah, it's that that's a game changer to the bar. I but just the, see that right yeah, now. This no, is, this is as chewy. is no for me. Yeah. So the not, quest. not right now. Totally all texture. It's like. I feel like it's I'm like chewing, chewing sand. <laughs> well, this is a Yankee candle. That's what you're chewing. Is Yankee <laughs> I feel like I'm chewing. I'm chewing wax right now, ladies. All right, so this I is 200 get, calories. I'm trying to get to taste it. Yeah. I can't even Here, taste it. You got of... smart water. I'll make you smarter. So this is 200 calories. This is nine grams of total fat. So you nuke it every time, then? Uh no. Like in the morning, I don't because I like okay. chewing. I'm like a cow. Like I'm watching. I the... wonder if they can hear like. <laughs> yeah. <it's... laughs> like two giant cookie monsters here <laughs> so all right so we're at nine grams of fat yes we got 21 grams of carbohydrates 14 grams of fiber one gram of sugar though it's one gram of sugar mm-hmm. 21 grams of protein so i will i'll get up i'll have my coffee and i'll drink i'll drink my coffee and eat the bar and i'll watch the news do my old man thing flavor's good on that yeah they're really good 
It took but a while to get to the up. flavor, just so you know, because the chewing was, it really is really if, rough to chew. If Vanna White was still up, I'd have her go nuke this and get you a fork. But it's okay. Take my word. Sorry. It's it's a home run once you nuke it. All right. Next one. What do we have here? Last one. We have. This is a special treat, too. I The kids, whenever we go get vitamins, we get these I cookies. Got, what is this? That's called. Lenny and Larry's yeah. the Complete Cookie. 16 grams of protein. I think I only bought one of those, though, so I apologize. Okay. No, because I gave the kids the other one. The only thing I feel bad about is us, you know, like, I don't, I never expected us to eat the whole bar. You know, I feel like, you know. Well, they have a taste of it. Oh, yeah. Q, I right. mean, think about it. If we ate all this stuff. Oh, I know. I mean, it's a thousand, two thousand calories right there. I'm done for the next day just from taste testing. Right. Yeah. Take that home. You know, give it, give it to your daughter. Oh, I thought you were. No, no, no. It. Try it. Yeah. Try it. But I mean, right. th- this here. So I, I. Because I, I know I'm running low on my calories, say, knowing that I was going to do this. Mm. Bree had this, my, my youngest daughter, in the back of the car. Damio. Yeah, isn't that beautiful? That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, that's a little high in nutrients. Let me read the nutrients off the back of that. So that's two servings, though. Okay, so this is two servings. This is what we're working with here for... Oh, they don't even put the... Oh, they do, but they hide it. Look at this. It's tricksters. They hide it. This is two servings. Okay, two wow. servings. Total per cookie. How many calories do you think this is? It's a plant-based protein. Okay. okay. How, how many what? How many calories do you think a full serving of this is? Two servings. Or a full cookie. 360. More. Holy crap. 700. 460 per cookie. Wow. Total fat per cookie, 17 grams. Total carbohydrate per cookie, 54 grams. Because how many sugars this is gonna you're, you're gonna just want to throw this at the wall? Forty. Twenty-four. <laughs> Twenty-four grams yeah, I of sugar. Yeah, would that for just uh, exactly. Yeah. Sixteen grams of protein, so it's not a lot of protein. Right. But again, this is a treat. This is uh, I mean, you can get this at a gas station. You know, this is probably I would say gas yep. station food. Yep. The premier, the bars, these are all go to. Flavor is good though. Flavor is yeah. good on that. Texture is good on that. I like. See, I like it. Does your daughter like cookies? She, yeah, she'll love she'll, that. I don't. She like. I won't tell her, but we'll try. It. Oh really? Okay. Like I, you know, she tends to prefer like chocolate chip and and yeah. uh, sugar cookies. That's it. <laughs> well, th- those are actually pretty good. You try. This oh, one's those, another. Yeah, well, you know these? Oh yeah, that's big time. Favorite. So what we do is we get the Greek yogurt. We we get a thing of the Oikos Pro. I was totally blown away. Like this is another one that's nice. It's and soft. insane. Yes, it's insane. So the Oikos Pro will crack that up and we'll put that in there, and then we'll take like uh, like fifteen grams of strawberries. There are those all the same. Before? No, I've never had this. Is the same that we just had, right? No. Oh no! Which one should I try? I'll try. I've never had a thing. Just try a little bit. That's all. You don't have to. All right, I'll try the before. caramel one. That's a uh, peanut butter. Peanut butter. There's actually they have two. You know what they have two? They have creamy peanut butter, and I get both. Uh, this is creamy, but they have crunchy too. Back Are you there. a fan of peanut butter? I, I mean, actually, I don't want to be a I, smart a I smart guy, but with the texture, I lo- actually I prefer Ooh, crunchy. One, she's having a drink. Look at that. Oh yeah, yeah. She's like twitching now. It's in a fall twitch. Maybe it's all the food we're talking about. I just want to know your thoughts. Jesus, she's like, look at her. Yeah, she looks like a popcorn. Maybe she's bag. dreaming like she's running. Think so? Yeah, she is. Yeah, this one has 230 calories. One bar is one serving. 
total fat, nine grams. What else? What else do you like? Just protein, carbohydrate, and fat. Protein, twenty grams. It's nice. Uh, oh, I didn't see this sugar alcohol, eleven grams, but sugar zero. So what? I, we got to figure out what's the difference between I, sugar I know, alcohol and I'm, sugar. That's why I just noticed that because I, 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 if I would have noticed that, I probably wouldn't have got it because I think they're just being tricked. Is it like putting lipstick on a pig? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. But I'll try it out. I'll let you know. I've had yeah. And if you yeah, be honest and yeah, there you go. Is there anything like the woman from B3 told you like not to get in these bars or anything? I'm just wondering, is it all just about your macro counts? It's about the macro counts. Okay. Got the cheese still on. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think? It's lighter. It's not as light as the carb bar. The carb bar, like, or the keto bar, like, melted in your mouth. Yes, I know. This is my favorite. Blown away. That's amazing. This was like a lighter version of this. Yes. It's definitely not as chewy either, though. No. It still has that, it's like lighter, flaky. It's not really flaky, but it's just like a lighter texture. There's a bar, I didn't get it. Uh, Jill brought it by when I did the, the uh, challenge last weekend. It's called a built bar. Have you had a built bar? No, not that I, uh, no, I don't think I have. Sarah had it. She said it was amazing. I've, okay. And yeah. I had a bite of it. It was like a Milky Way. Very similar to this. Oh, she's awake now. She had a reposition. Uh, what do you think of the flavor? Very peanut buttery. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very these, peanut buttery. These, I like them because they're lighter, like you said. I'm not a big fan of the flavor. Is that the keto like, one or the regular one? This is chocolate. This is, All right. No, you this, you I'm know, I'm not gonna, you know, I was going to open. I, I figured, we, you know, we're getting a little too. We don't have to eat it. If you want it, we could do it, but... This is chocolate. Okay. I will, I'll take a uh, a pinch off of it. Okay. And then we'll just throw them in the... Yeah. It's just chocolate. The same one, same brand, same bar, but it's different flavor. Oh, you don't get any. This has a snap to it. A little bit of crispiness, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a wafer. Uh-huh. I like this one better than a peanut butter one. Okay. And not because it's, again, it's the texture of it. It has like a crunch. I agree with you. But it also melts like the keto bar, the keto one. That one there is like a hard, like wax. It's. And this one is, the flavor is not, are you okay with the flavor on that one? Yeah. yeah. This one, I think this, it's more flavorful. This one is not. Definitely more flavorful. Okay, okay. I'm not a big fan of the flavor. I, you know, I I buy that chocolate, you know, and I buy the peanut butter. Yeah. Those two brands because of the low sugar, you know, that it says. But now that it's, see, I got to look into alcohol sugar, whatever the difference is. But does does you know? Let's maybe what time is it? Yeah. Go. Wow, it's already it's already ten fifty. She's definitely not up. I'm not texting her. I was gonna text her. This has gone by pretty quick. Uh yeah, that was pretty good. By far the best one out of all these, though, is that keto. keto bar. Oh, this is my favorite. This is the one I save for the end of the night. You know, I don't, like, I'll bring one of these to school if, if I get hungry. Uh, beside, like, I have my usual routine. Right. But occasionally with my protein shake, if I'm still, if I feel like I need a little bit more, then I'll have one of these, and that's it. That's what I'll have. That was damn good, man. Yeah. Damn but good. This one is always my, this is my treat. 
Awesome. This is my treat at the end of the night. Like All right, hold on. Once I'm gonna put this on pause. Hold on. All right. All right. Because we are coming into the finer parts of life, we had to take a potty break and we had a <laughs> two hours without using the bathroom, and we stretch out a little bit because we we're going on two hours. And how fast has that gone by? That was fast. Right? Yes. So you asked about plateauing or where I'm at with weight loss. So I've actually documented every single week of where I'm at with my, um, excuse me, my weight. And now I've also done photos, but I do the photos as like a 12 week, similar to like what you did with all your, like your collage or your montage. I did that with my first phase, like my first big 120 pound loss. And so now I'm at. I want to get down to 275 and maintain at 275. I haven't weighed that since freshman year. That will be very, very lean for me. Where I don't know even how I'm going to look. That's what I'd, freshman year, that'd be my freshman year in college as well. Yeah. So here are my numbers here body measurements, weights. So here's the year of data. So this is when I was obviously four. And so this is pretty much every I week. I should have done that. That's so cool. And then you can see it goes down and then down. Then it has to readjust because it goes into the twos. And then you could see where I was plateauing and I was on maintenance. Up to jack, right? Up and down, up and down. So now I'm back going down, towards the down. So this morning I weighed in at 297, 297.4. And when I started this phase, I was at 314. But I also knew, though, that I was coming to a cut. I was going to go into a cut. I was lifting insane amount of weight. I mean, I was doing very, very good. I was doing very good. I had a uh, minor, well, not minor, I had a pretty significant uh, pec tear in the muscle yeah. and a partial rupture in my pec tendon. So I was in the force with bench doing the pause set and doing fantastic, but then I had to dial it back. I was working on this place called Genesis Barbell, which is, it's sort of like a, a CrossFit, but it's not, but the, the lady that owns it, Erica, she holds all like the state records for powerlifting. She's like 130 pounds of sand in her pockets, but yet she's like deadlifting like 800 pounds. I mean, you want just a insane Maggie. Maggie was lifting with her. She was teaching Maggie how to lift. Just this beautiful person, but just I mean, technique is perfect. I haven't gone heavy in since I started with Travis Garza. Really. Why is it because you like you get addicted I to it? I haven't been on I haven't been on on a bench or a squat rack. Do you want to? I am. Yeah, I actually want to incorporate uh, getting back into a normal kind of lifting and continue this hit training more as a cardio, uh, just more of a cardio, and then try to do like two workouts a day or two workouts, right. you know, or figure some routine where I'm doing like this four to five times a week yeah. hit training and then my and then working out three to four times a week i don't know how I do, do you work it. out with your team uh i have not no is that something I, that interests you I've like done, to get them um, going well i'm too busy see i feel like if i you know if i'm if i'm doing my workout then i'm not concentrating on what the kids are doing as right. far as coaching i'm I, you know are they are they lifting with the right technique yeah you know and and i I used to, I I used to, um, yeah, I, I, I haven't yet. And I, I've been thinking about maybe I'll get some, some of the linemen to lift with me and I'll lift with them like in a group, you know, right. kind of thing. I haven't, 
haven't figured out what I want to do yet exactly and, and what program I would start to do that way. But because I'm just having, I want to get down to my goal weight, I think more so. And then, yeah. and then, and then start to transition into that. And that's, you know, it's about eating clean and eating, you know, you know, the, the, fra- the phrase that Travis Garza talks about is FTDI, you know, follow the darned instructions. Yeah. It's compliance and, um, accountability and compliance. Yeah. And and routine consistency, mm-hmm. and uh, but I am interested in incorporating in getting back. I you know like because I used to, and I don't need to be heavy, but I do. I kind of want to see you know getting back into like a whether it's front squats now because my I don't know if my shoulders would take going yeah. hands back you know. But like I used to warm up with four plates on each side. Yeah, you know like kids, you know I see the kids. You're here, a barbender. Yeah. You know, I used to like I'd go to Gold's Gym that you talked yeah. about where we met and or wherever it was and I'd do one plate as warm up, two plates on each side as warm up, three plates on warm up and I do four rounds of warm ups right. before I start my sets with squats and and like I don't see any kids doing like you know, in our school, you know, doing three, no. three plates on each side. Kids aren't lifting yeah. like that anymore. Yeah. It's a whole different generation. Yeah. You know, that's and that's how I am with my upper like my upper body, like my ramp up. I'll do four sets of of a bench before I get to my weight. Like I might, I'm honestly, I you know, you and I when we first got together with um, that walk, yeah, you know, and I didn't know it was going to be a walk for sure. I thought it was going, to, you know, I didn't know what it was going to be. You know, I was I was seriously interested in trying to try maybe possibly you know starting some kind of regular workout with you, yeah, because I liked. Let's go do a pull up. I can't do one. Have you ever tried? I I used to be able to do Have seven. You, when was the last I, time you tried? college pro- i don't know i don't remember you want to try it now we could try it I let's guess. try it. but 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 what i'm saying is i like what i'm seeing in the development that i see in the pictures of you like your arms yeah. like i feel like my arms are good like good but i'm not strong. Dave, you're like, in I'm, good you're in good shape i know i know i i, I know that but I, I but i do want that strength some yeah. strength i should say and i do like one of the things i do is like i want to be able to do 10 try pull-ups. that, that you, that's I'll, meant I'll, for I'll try, I'll try, try. i will try you want me to try live yeah right now Okay. All right. Is, okay. No, it's okay. This I know, is it's this okay. is good. All right. So Dave, I feel like a like a National Geographic. Yeah. Do a pull up and chin up. Do I want? I gotta have you sign a liability first before. All right. So Dave is on the pull up bar right now. No, you're good, man. Okay. He's hanging. He is. No. No. Almost. Really. So we we bought that with the bands, and so I'll put the assisted bands on there, and I'll rep it out. Oh, now I got concerned. That's a great idea. And Hold that's on. what I actually when I did um, so when I did um, CrossFit. Yeah. When I first started at Andrew High School as the coach, and I st- started doing CrossFit right. at those places, that's how I I first that's how I, was, I saw those. So yeah. that'd be the last time I did pull ups in 2014 or wow. so. You know, somewhere around there. So I did. Uh, I do a lot of the assisted pull ups at the gym. And there's nothing this. wrong with that, and that's what no. I, I would. When I start to get into that, I will use the bands for that. All right, here we go. I think that's awesome. Where I'm at. Right now, I don't. Okay. So we're here. Look at you! Look at you! That's great. See, you're. I could tell though. Like in the pictures, you look. You're like you're strong. I just look in, in fit. I think there's a difference. I don't. I don't think I, I don't feel strong. Like 
but I see myself. I see myself in photos, and I still see four hundred pounds. No, your arms, dude, look like there's a. Just say your biceps. I mean, you know, and it sounds weird. Yeah. They were talking. No, so this you know, I but, give blood. This isn't because I'm shooting myself up. No. I gave blood last week. <laughs> but the one thing I noticed is like, God, his arms are getting big. Like I feel like I'm. You could like my pic, that one picture I showed you, and right, that's right. And, and that's from using only twenty five pound dumbbells. Yeah, that's the heaviest I go because I can't, I don't have anything heavier right yeah. now. Yeah. So you know, and I'm going to have to start to it because it'll help with my weight loss because you they, you know you need to push yourself, make it difficult when the twenty five like you know, I started with five pounds and eight pounds, fit ten, built up to tens, fifteens. Right. And uh, you know I'm starting to be able to easily do the triceps and you know for for reps while i'm jumping around doing these moves that they want us to do with hit right. training and i'm doing tricep extensions and hammer curls and you know and that stuff used to be hard with the 25s and it's getting pretty easy you know and and like i any kind of chest exercise i need bigger weights and i then i don't have it you know so uh, I'm looking to. I got to purchase. Uh, you know, like a, I like the adjustable stuff, yeah. especially yeah, those I, clip ones. So those I'm, are really good. Yeah. So I need to find ones that go from like thirty to thirty to whatever. Anything above right. twenty five, because I got I got I got five to twenty five pound adjustables. On, you know, so fifty pounds total. I need to get like a hundred pound total. You know, from fifty to hundred yeah. pounds. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, lifting weights like part of Jill's program is building the muscle. Like you, you build the muscle. Like I haven't done a, I haven't done a true sit up, or any type of ab work since July. Uh, uh, oh, I do. No, I take. Yeah. That's the one thing I will say. I constantly do. When I hurt my chest, it, Genesis, no, uh, November, no Halloween, I did it. Halloween, and we did a lot of ab work then, but before then, all I was doing was heavy weight with deadlifts and squats, and like when I stand up, if I flex my belly, I can actually feel. I could feel the muscles now separating from like the belly button line up. And that's like part of my goals. I want to at least see two muscles out of it. But I've got so much. I've got 420 pounds of loose skin, too. You yeah. know, that's. And that's, that's why I goal. wonder, too, some of the stuff hanging here. How much weight is that? Or how much of it's yeah, like. Yeah. Like I have that like from like my belly button down or like like my right here. But like everything else is starting to get like tight, which mm-hmm. is good. But there are still day, still days where I feel four hundred pounds, like I feel like a, a blimp. No, it's so I, bizarre. I, I don't. I do not feel four hundred. Really, I feel. I'm, I'm gonna hate. I feel like uh, like old Dave, like college after college football or a little bit later, two thousand Dave, me. Yeah. Um, when I got down to two sixty nine, I'm feeling like that. I'm feeling sexy. You know, like I'll be honest, I'm, <laughs> got a little I, mojo, a little swagger, a little bit, yeah. Because I feel like yeah. people, like I've had people, like uh, you know, strangers notice me. I feel like you know, and and I remember like there's an instance of me like going when I a place that I go get sushi in Tinley Park, right? I was picking it up to go, and I don't know if this person we knew each other, but we just kind of made uh, you know eye contact, and yeah. it was just a nice like I felt like she was kind of complimenting me with her eyes, <laughs> you know? yeah. That was all, you know, nothing was said, nothing ever. I got in my car, left, but it was just something that made, okay, I felt good about that, <laughs> you know. And That happened um, three or four weeks ago to me, and I I don't get embarrassed. I don't get red at all. We were at breakfast. I'm meeting with my one buddy, Ed, and the waitress came up to me and said something. And I went to use the bathroom, and I came back, and I sat down, and Ed's really in shape. And she said something to me. 
She's like, oh my God, we're commenting on your arms. And I got awkward. I'm just like. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm very impressed with your arms. And that's why I like, hey man, I want to do what he's doing. Because I I feel like I'm in shape, but I I do want to get, I want to be a fit 50 year old. I want to be a fit. Yes. You know, I would love to, if I could ever, my goal would be to see a fuck. Oh, sorry. See an ab. I'm so sorry about that. That's right. I, I don't actually, know if you can edit it. No, okay. I can make a noise on it, too. Yeah, okay, good. Okay. Yeah, well, we'll be good. But the, yeah, that's why I want, by this summer, I want to be, we're going to Mexico in July, and I want to be 275 just for that day, and I want to be able to flex, and I could be able to see just the separation. Like, if I flex now, I could see the separate, this is starting to get the vein part. This is why I don't feel this way. If I flex, I could see every head of my shoulder. All three parts of my shoulder, bicep. I can see the complete horseshoe, the striations in my chest. Let me see. <laughs> Pull it back. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, you could see it. That's what I'm saying. You you could yeah. see in the pictures. Like there's a there's definition for sure. And, a little and bit. I, I don't know if I have as you know that, but I I feel it's, like I have some of that. There's and some I feel days I don't solid. feel it, but if I take a photo, yeah, like if I do a photo, I'm just like there was one I took and I was. I was about two, yeah, about two ninety. I was ten pounds lighter than I am now, which is a it's it's a lot of weight. And I just did like a flex in front of the Hulk Hogan statue, and all of a sudden Sarah's like, "Jesus Christ, look at you!" I'm like, "Oh no!" I'm like, "It's the lighting." She's like, "No, we, there's a couple of them. It's all the same." And but I mean, I was I was getting pretty lean. I was getting real lean at that point. It might have been two eighty five then, and that was the lowest I've ever been. Was at two eighty five for you? Yeah. And so that's, I'm at, I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there by July, by June. I'll be down to 275 and see how I feel. And the hardest part, though, is keeping it off. It is. Now, w- once I get off this plant, I know I'm going to gain 10 pounds just purely off carbohydrate weight because it's water. Like natural foods, they're, the natural carbohydrates are water, and I'll just put the water weight back on. But I'll know based off my shirts and my clothing. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I got up to 315, I was at 314 at the beginning of this phase. All my clothing fit the same. Like, I had no, I didn't lose any belt loops. Everything stayed the same, and it fit good. Now, since I'm down 17 pounds in the last four weeks, I'm down a belt loop. And I, I could tell that. And so, just keep going, see what happens. But, like you said, I want to be, and I would have never guessed you were 50. I mean, if I knew, I, I know how old you are. But if I saw you, I would have guessed you are 50. You know, because you're you, how many fifty year olds you see that? I mean, they they look like ten pounds, like a, this old Michael Neal. Now face. I could still do. I know I could still do. You know, I might be able to do three fifteen pound bench press. You know, yeah. but I haven't been under really a bench press. Right, uh, you got to train for it so you, you don't know, get hurt. I'm, I'm benching. You know, I'm benching right. my weight twenty five, thirty five times, whatever it is. Yeah. I don't know, but I'm doing that. Mold, you know, and uh, you know, and if I shave this, I think I look. I do. I don't. I know I don't look fifty. You know, no, you don't, because the gray is all you know in yeah. my beard, and and my wife, my wife doesn't. I she think doesn't she care doesn't for like, it. She doesn't like when I shave it. I think cause she, she's she's six years old than I am. So oh, really? I don't think she likes when I look that yeah. much younger than. Yeah, her, I think. Yeah, I look six years older than Sarah. Sarah's two years older than me. Yeah, I got some hard miles, but it, you know it is what it is. <laughs> but awesome! All right, man. Thank God well, they didn't have uh, uh, camera phones and all that stuff back when we were. I'm, oh my God. No, yeah, I'm it's, very it's a downfall of society. In my opinion, this here, this is like when when we're it's very a blessing, very old. But it's it, it is. I hate it. Yeah, it's horrible. They should, uh, you should you should try teaching with it, Cordy. Yeah, we're back on. Oh, I had to fix okay. that. I had a blip on the computer screen here. 
It's because we were recording for two and a half hours. How fun was this? I enjoyed how fa- it. How fast did it go it, by? It it doesn't feel like two and a half hours. Yeah, it was fun, and it you know it's it it it's proud. It makes me proud of uh, the journey that I've come to at this point. It's been frustrating too because of at this. I'm at a longer plateau than you. You, you, your program, I think, is a, you know, you're you're really into your program and uh, following through on it. And I've, uh, I've had a little more hiccups, but it's I'm still I do feel like I'm back in the right direction right now. We, we all have now. hiccups, yeah, yeah. but it's, it's it's all based off of like what we consider a big hiccup or mm-hmm. not. Like my big hiccup might not be a big hiccup for you. You know, it's all. Uh, portioned differently of my life your life what i think is a major catastrophe might not mean anything to you versus what you would think is a major major issue major road bump for me to be like well just get through it it's funny though we are doing it two different ways like you're you're totally power lifting and all that you know with your macros count yeah i do barely any cardio yeah but yet See, I'm, I do, I'm pretty mine, good mine is all cardio like it's all cardio it's constant yeah. movement and and the light, lighter dumbbells it's we're doing it we're doing the same right. thing it's just different and and but i'm interested in learning about yours and that's why i was like you know when we connected and i did your work on that was a burn you know yeah, it was a shoulder burn. You know, it was. Bad. I did that all summer. I yeah. was just, and I heard about it on a podcast. I just grab dumbbells and go walk. And, oh, congratulations too on the uh, the the. I, I don't know the exact name. Forty. Oh, the four by four by forty. Yeah, four by four by yeah. forty eight. Yeah. It took a good seven days to recover from that. The inflammation was insane. Like my entire lower half was swollen. There's still a little swollen still. Yeah. Yeah, my ankles, my calves, uh, but it's a mental. I mean, it, it's it's. I mean, I had a lot of pain issues. That was unexpected, but I, it's, well, I saw one of your your uh, videos about uh, the blisters. Yeah, blisters were unbearable at one point where it got to where I was, I was thinking I'm not doing this for cash. I'm doing this for my own challenge, my own mental challenge. There's no prize. There is no monetary reward, and but I, I got through it. And that's the biggest thing about it is just breaking through those mental barriers of just mm-hmm. digging, digging really deep. So I, it's four by four by 48. That's what's called four miles every fourth hour for 48 hours straight. The, the goal of it is to do the four miles in the first hour in that one hour. Oh, we got right here. We're in the photo. So the goal of it is to do, we're going to take a photo, is uh, one more. Go. the four miles per hour. So it's 10 p.m., 2 a.m. Sorry to interrupt. I thought you'd make that look you like to do. You want me to do a dumb look? I want to make a nice photo. You can know it's a good photo. We'll both do one. There you go. It's, <laughs> it's not as good as yours. Does it? Oh, that is pretty good, actually. <laughs> God. <laughs> Just beautiful. Wow, that's, that's what a bunch of winners in that photo. <laughs> Yeah, well, I did it. Maybe think about that next year. I mean, this is something you could just do around your block that you just set set up a, a four-mile route. And every fourth hour, you got to hammer out four miles. And if it takes you an hour, 20 minutes, it takes you an hour. The goal is for it to be an hour. So yeah. you got to run it. You know, But that's a lot of mileage, and we're big people. And that's, I don't know if we're meant for that. But we could definitely walk it. And yeah. the other big thing was I raised money for Special Olympics. I was able so, to. So is it, I'm sorry. Go through what that is again. I'm sorry. So it's called uh, David Goggins, right. and he's one of the catalysts. Four miles every fourth hour for 48 oh, hours. Hour. Yeah, for 48 hours. Every four. Okay. 
So I, so and it's I, just just finishing or jogging, running, walking four miles. Four miles. Okay. There's no. I thought you had to do. Okay. No. Uh, I thought you were doing other things like a certain amount of pull ups in this t- too. No. Okay. I did that okay. last year because I couldn't do it. So I used like an, one of my blocks, one of my evolutions, mm-hmm. as a fitness component I because you. I I just That's couldn't get the mileage. In. Okay. But this year I st- it was at 10 p.m. So I would walk four miles. I got done like at 11:30, 11:20. No, I got done 11:20. And then I would start back up at 2 a.m. So I would get an hour of sleep, get a little bit of fuel, 2 a.m., and then I'd repeat it. And then 6 a.m., 10 a.m., 2 p.m. And you started this when? Saturday or Friday at 10 p.m. Okay. Because I was going to say, I'm thinking work. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then it ended Sunday at 6 p.m. So 10, 2, 6, 10, 2, 6. All the way to, excuse me, all the way to Sunday. And right when I got to like the 36 mile mark, that's when my feet were done. I couldn't walk. I did two, two and a half mile evolutions. And so then I'm playing the mental game of like, you know what, I, I just want to finish it. I want to just maintain. I might not get to 48. I'll get 46 out of the 48 because I was short those mileage. I was, I was short three miles. It's really impressive doing that. And I was walking, and my brother, he's like, where you at? And he was calling. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I got, I'm, I'm only going to get 46 miles done. He's like, BS. He's like, what would Goggins do, man? He's like, yeah, dig deep. He's like, you think you're going to be able to sleep knowing that you fell two miles short after doing 48, 46? Like, you got a good point, man. He's like, how your feet feel? And at the time, I called uh, my podiatrist, Dr. Vittori, and I shot him a text, a little power surge there. Uh, I, I shot him a text message, and I'm like, what do I do? And he gave me what to do. And I got through it, and so I got through the two p.m. and then on Sunday, and then the six p.m. I either had to get six miles, six and a half miles in, or four miles in, or I had to get five point seven five miles in, and so I finished the two p.m. I sat down, I had like an orange, uh, some water, some of these energy chomps rested for like 15 minutes because I didn't want to like get cold mm-hmm. and then Sarah and I went back out there and I did another mile and a half so that put me at like at 4.2 miles I had to finish for the 6 p.m and then I got home I literally sat down for 10-15 minutes again I I think I rebandaged my feet I ate something and then we went for the 6 p.m and then I did the full mileage and I got at 48.6 and by the time I put my feet on that step my body shut down. Like I couldn't even lift my feet up on the stairs, even though like you're walking, but the amount of mileage and the, and the elevation of the Hills, like there's some subtle Hills around here and that gets to you and you feel every bit of it. Like I had a hard time stepping up onto the curb when I was making that final descent coming down 167th, coming down the street. I had a hard time lifting up my leg to do that. I couldn't imagine a runner doing 48 miles. I, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't imagine someone doing that either. Um, what about the, uh, you heard about the hard 75? The hard 75 hard, yeah. I'd like to have try that. that. No, I have not. And, and that's A friend of mine's doing it right now. Where, where are they at? Uh, 40, oh wait, uh, 40 something, 40 something days. And they're to a T following he it said, with the reading. I don't know. He well, says he is. And and I could believe him just the way, how, yeah. you know, how fit he is. I could believe him. I asked him. You know what it was he reading, and he named some things that he was reading because you're supposed to read, you're supposed to get workouts. He you know right. walks his dog for the outdoor workout, you know, for 45 yeah. minutes. 
Uh, he usually work, you know, does the working out. I don't know what else you got to do other than read the book. I know you're supposed to read a certain amount. There's a lady I know that she did it, and she is literally. I'm bringing up her photos right now. She literally just transformed. Like she's down to like maybe like a six percent body fat. Didn't um she O'Connor? Yeah, she yeah. looks amazing. In, insane. Looks, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, she looks beautiful. I'm telling you, I saw, sure. I saw, like I knew her when she was, you know, sh- she's a short girl, and, and you, you know, I, I knew she her looks like before. she's thirty years she's, old. She looked, uh, yeah, she looks amazing. Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about a life changer? That, I mean, that that there, she was in good shape before that. Yeah, yeah, but I knew her when she wasn't in this good of shape too. Oh, though. really? Yeah, not that she was fat. I don't she was remember never fat. Yeah, she was never fat, but I knew she wasn't. I don't remember being muscular like this, but she's, she's just beautiful and muscular. Like I, the definition is. Oh awesome. yeah, yeah, she's, she's done very good, amazing. And I actually sent her a message when I saw this this particular photo. Yeah, I uh, congratulated her. Are you she, interested yeah. in doing that hard seventy five? Uh, I again, I have to look into it a little bit, and uh, you know, I. You know what does it contain? Can you t- Google it real quick? Yeah. I know it's you got to read a certain amount a day. You got to work out twice a day. One of them being outdoors. I don't know what else you got to do though. What are the rules for hard seventy five? Follow a diet, obviously. Work out twice a day for at least forty five minutes. Drink four liters of water per day. Read ten pages of a nonfiction a day. Take a five minute cold shower. Take progress photos every day. Oh, that's pretty much the synopsis of it. So do that now. Yeah, just, I mean, just, cold shower, showers. I'm at, I'm at 365 hard. 365 hard. Just kidding. All right, hold on. So it's 30 days. We're going on vacation. We're going to Mexico in July. So that would put us in. When's the last? I couldn't get 75 days hard in because that's two two and a half months. And I'm doing well. I probably could. Let's think about it in May. Hmm? Think about it in May. We'll do it together. Oh. We'll do it at the same time. Okay, I'll think about it. Yeah, all right. We're done thinking about it, so we're gonna do it. <laughs> you know who, who taught me that was Coach Erica at Genesis Barbell. She's like, "Don't think about it. Just say you're gonna do it." I'm like, "Okay, all right, we're doing it." So I'll get the date because I have to finish it by a certain date because I'm definitely not doing it when I'm on vacation. I'll be doing the soft seventy-five where it's like seventy-five ounces of whatever I'm drinking. <laughs> no, it's not that bad. But yeah, yeah, I'll get you a date, and then we'll do a, we'll do a, a, a start of the show. And then we'll we'll do uh, like every two weeks. We'll just do a check in. We'll do a check in podcast. Right. We'll do that. We'll do a side by side photo. I mean, it's not like we're both Ken dolls too. And we'll do a side by side before and after. We'll see how it's it been goes. A while since I did those, yeah, it's uh, like the Goggins challenge was a mental cleanse for me. It was a mental challenge. That's all it was. Yeah, anybody can go walk. It's your mental part of it of you getting up at two a.m. after walking for the last twenty four hours straight. You know. You having to go through the elements where it's cold and windy, and you just want to be in your bed sleeping, you know, or you just finally fell asleep. Yeah, you did choose a uh, a rather difficult time to do it. In the you know, yeah. Well, I, I had two seasons. Yeah, we, we had that Saturday was seventy degrees and sunny, and beautiful, and Sunday it was thirty eight degrees with a thirty mile per hour wind. Mm-hmm. It was rough, but you just do it. You just put your mind to it and do it. So, all right, I'm gonna wrap this up. I just want to say thank you because you were my catalyst and you were one of my building blocks to why I started the drive. And like I said, it's like the, it's like the food chain, right? You were the top of the food chain for many people, and I'm just one of the slivers. And because of what you started, how many other people have also 
you know, have, have also changed their life because of that. And how many more people have continued to change their lives from passing it down the line? I just talked to a girl a couple of weeks ago named Kelly Cavanaugh. She was an All-American softball player, played at DePaul, played pro, tried out for the Olympics. Same thing, same mindset, the athlete mindset of a coach tells me to do it, I'm going to do it. There is no, like, negotiation. And that's one thing we talked about that we found. It was very, very similar, and I found it very similar with a lot of the college athletes or the higher athletes is if you're given a directive, you're going to do it to completion, and you're going to do it to perfection. And if not, you cannot accept mediocrity. You have to do it to win the game. She has the same mindset. I remember when I went to Coach Jill, I'm like, hey, I got a girl for you. She's interested. I said, she's going to be your next poster child because she is that dialed in. She is that mindset of I'm going to do it to completion to 100%. And there, there's no, you know. And I... You know, I, I agree with you. I also wanted to make sure I told you, you know, obviously thank I you know you know, there's Mike and Gina from HPF and, and Jackie from Travis Garza and Dawn and got Ray the trainer and all these other people. I thank them. But you I also again, you, you know, I, I appreciate you telling me that I you know, thank you for telling me, you know, I'm I motivated you, but you at the same time have started to motivate me because like I said, your arms are impressive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, your arm, you know, the you see the changes that you've made too. I don't do any bicep curls, by the way. I, like maybe well, once a week. Well, if you're doing those, that's yeah, I'm good. Doing those. I'm just telling yeah. you, that's what, you know, if you're doing the pull-ups, that's, you know, and that's something I've been thinking about. Like, I want to be able to do, you know, if I could ever do a set of 10 pull-ups on my, without, you know, and eventually mm-hmm. I'd like to do it without the, the you know, the weight the things, systems. you know, but that's something, you know, and that's what one of the reasons I was like, hey, I'd like to start working out because I was I was starting to see changes in you that I liked, and I didn't know, mm-hmm. you know, again, I don't know how people see me, but, you know, I, I want my arms to look like that, you know, yeah. and maybe they do, but I don't see it. You yeah, know, and I don't see it. it. Yeah. It's like glimpses, like every yeah. now and then I'll see yeah. it, but I don't, I don't see that. Yeah. You know, so I pre, you know, thank you for being, a, you know, putting yourself out there too, and it's fun, you know. To me, I'm I love working out again. Uh, you know, it's just nice, and I I feel young. I don't feel fifty. I feel my th- I I'll be honest. I feel in my thirties, you know. And what I just feel like I've re- working my flexibility. I'm flexible. I'm active. I'm, you know. So thank you for having me here, and it was fun. It was, I can't believe we've been here that long as we have. Yeah. So it's probably you'll probably edit after. Oh, we can't use that as boring. But, no. What you know, I'm gonna I'm do just, is honestly, <laughs> what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna cut this to one. Uh, two segments. It's gonna be two, just for editing purposes, and uh, yeah, I'm just gonna cut it into two, just so people have again people listen to this when they're driving to work or when they're working yeah. out or whatever. And there are podcasts out there that are three, four hours long, but you know, I think the attention span and how long people are, you know, driving or traveling, driving to and from. It's an hour, hour and a half. So we're gonna cut this up. Thank you so much, bud. Get some parting gifts, and you gotta go home and get to bed. Thank you. All right, I do gotta get to work at seven twenty workout. Good luck. That is a wrap of the Spray Podcast. Thank you so much to Dave Connell coming in and talking with me for a little over or a little under three hours. I know I said we were going to cut this in half, but we're going to let it go. We're just going to do the full thing. I know everybody listens to this either at the gym or driving in or to and from work. So we're just going to let it be. Thank you so much again for listening to the Spray Podcast. Thank you so much to our Foundational show sponsor, Vittori Foot and Ankle Specialist in Homer Glen and in New Lenox, Illinois. You guys are the best. Dave, you're awesome. You are 
the inspiration for me, but you're one of the cornerstones and just keep doing what you're doing and uh, keep changing other people's lives too. You're an inspiration to so many. Hope everyone has a good week this week. Make sure you give this a great rating on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, whatever you listen to it on. That helps us tremendously. Uh, yeah, give us a great rating. So that's it, guys. I hope everyone has a good week. We will talk to you soon, and we will have the Sarah and Kyle recap of how our weeks went with B3 Fitness and Coach Jill.